Hi, this is John Billingsley, alias Dr. Phil Flox from Enterprise. You are listening to Trek Mate. Matey. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trek Mate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack all hands battle stations. Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello and welcome to Trekmate. My name's Wayne Emery. Hello everybody, my name's Jude Hawkins and this week we have a treat for you because we've uh, neglected you so much <laughs> over these last few months, sorry about that. We did do a, a good episode, or at least we think we did, um, just before Christmas, which we didn't put out, which was the Destination Star Trek review recap. Um, and then we've got a very small amount of time to record tonight, so we're just going to Stick them both together for a double episode for you. So hopefully a, a, a few hours there. I'm not sure what it will add up to. Yeah, I'm sure it'll add up to it. It's going to add up to at least a good two, two and a half. At cool. least. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it's been long overdue. Well, we was intending to get back to it come January. Then it just... Life gets in the way, but also then yourself, you Bloody caught COVID. COVID gets in the way. Yeah, my whole family, you know, in my, in my household caught it one after the other. So uh, not nice. And uh, how have you recovered from it? Everyone's okay now. Yeah, yeah, we're all good now. And uh, yeah, bloody thing. I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful, just like your family, but uh, we've had our jabs. Like, I hate to think what it would have been like without those jabs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't too bad, you know, what we suffered physically. Just a pain in the ass, basically, was the most annoying thing. You yeah. know, being stuck in the house for essentially six weeks because it was one after the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bloody COVID. It's not good. You haven't been left with no long COVID symptoms or... It had me wondering for a while there, like after I'd gone through my first week and a half to two weeks uh, where, you know, you're still testing positive, like I was still feeling crap and I had it in my diary, like, oh, I'm going to go back to work on this date on a certain Monday. Mm -hmm. And when that Monday came around, I was like, I can't go into work. I can barely walk to the shops and back and like feel okay about it. I'm like exhausted and sweating and you know, all this stuff, and you, you just have to be realistic and just say, like, no, just just hand back for a while longer and just do what you can when you can. So I had, like, a, an additional week off work um, 
but obviously it's not that easy for everyone uh, to do that. Sometimes you just need to get back. But yeah, it, it had me questioning for a short time. Mm-hmm. But no, I I don't think that's happened to me. Like I I'm okay now. Well, I'm glad that you've uh, re- that you've recovered and you're Thanks. feeling uh, feeling better. So it, yeah, so you, you had COVID and then just general rubbishness of day to day life just getting in the way for a little while and uh it's been long overdue uh to get back on the saddle yeah i've been looking forward to it the whole time especially at that time like when when you've got the covid you're just like oh i would love to podcast right now but like even if we started like you'd just be useless Mm-hmm. You'd just be like, uh, you do the talking. I'll just sit and listen to you. That's what it would <laughs> go like that. Something like that. It, it'll be pretty much just like becoming a listener again. Yeah, yeah, it would. Well, it'd be like a, a pod with uh, Larry Nemechek, basically. <laughs> just... <laughs> you do all the talking, mate. <laughs> See, that's what we need to do. We should yeah. just feeling shit. Let's just get Larry on. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Trek. Doctor Trek, I've got COVID. Can you just talk my ear off for two hours, please? That's it. And easily, he would manage that easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's he's going uh, all the time on uh, YouTube now. Like, um, I I don't even have the time in my life. No offense to Larry, but I don't have the time. Towards the amount of content that he's putting out there now yeah. on YouTube, I'm glad he is. Yeah, uh, maybe one day. Maybe he one has, day. I'll... He has Trekland Tuesdays where he mm-hmm. puts something out, and then he has his one on Fridays with another guy. I can't remember what that's called. But he has no, yeah, I can't yeah. either. But he, he he's very guy. regular on there. And then also he has his uh, Trek Files podcast that he puts out as well. That one I do tend to listen to. I'm very behind on that. Yeah, I have enjoyed that, but that was like way at the beginning. I don't know how far Mm -hmm. he's got into it now, but it's it's the same with all podcasts for me. There's too many podcasts, too little time for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so uh, I, I need to catch up. I'm quite far behind, but... Other than that, it's just been normal work. But we did have Christmas. We did have yes, Christmas. Yes, we did. Like it's yeah. surprising. You, you know, all this time's passed. We're nearly at the end of February, and we've not even spoken on air or whatever you want to say mm-hmm. about our Christmas presents and all that stuff. Yeah. So did so you what to we get actually any... did and what family we saw? Just what presents did you get? That's what's important. Yeah, <laughs> it is. On our show, it is. Yeah, we got some of the same presents. I I got two of them right here, which I know we're not doing YouTube version anymore. But got Ria Hazuki Shenmue Duck, Mm -hmm. and we both got the Orville as well, the um, Eagle Moss. Yeah, Orville. Which I I was so pleased, like in November or whenever it was, when I realised that that was a thing. I was like, oh my god, Eagle Moss do a Orville, okay, I know what my second Eagle Moss figure is then. Yeah, because that's the thing. These days I don't have many of like the Eagle Moss ships, so the, the Orville was one of them ones that I was like, yeah, I really would like that, because I have been loving the show. Yes, I, I think we may have spoke about it, you know, uh, at the end of last year, but 
I've absolutely fully fallen in love with that show now. Mm-hmm. Um, once upon a time, it was just like, you know, trying to be optimistic about Discovery. And for me, that's gone down the toilet, you know, and I put the blame on them, not me. Mm-hmm. But like the Orville, like the first time round, like I didn't know what to think because I was comparing it to TNG. I was comparing it to like Family Guy and the other stuff that uh, Seth MacFarlane had done. But after a certain amount of time had passed, like I went back to it and just said, I'm just just not going to judge it in any way at all. Just just go with the flow. And it's like, God, I love this show. It's got all the best bits from TNG and then just this sort of modern sense of humor twist where just forget about the fact that the guy who's writing it wrote Family Guy because it's not the same. Um, but absolutely love it now and I cannot wait for the next series and I'm so glad it is happening. Yeah, I'm uh, well made up that they're making another series. I think, I'm not sure if I'm correct, but I think I read it's going to be the final season. Oh, no. I th- I think that's a shame I read if that. that's the case. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll show you another thing that's just to hand uh, that I've got here, which I've not looked at yet because I've got so many of these. I've got the Orville season 1.5. New Beginnings, the graphic novel here. Nice. I have seen that. So that's been on my radar. Excellent. Yeah. Really looking forward to reading that. I've just got so many graphic novels. Uh, Even one from from yourself I was looking at earlier on today. You got me a Christmas present. The uh, Mm -hmm. Blunt Man and Chronic uh, graphic novel that coincided with the uh, Jay and Silent Bob strike back film yeah uh, i'm looking forward to hearing what that was like yeah yeah i I was only looking through it like flipping through i've been Mm -hmm. flipping through a lot of things just realizing god i've got loads of graphic novels i've not even read one page of. i'll tell you what i did read though get it back on track Mm -hmm. Uh, the only graphic novel i have read all the way through uh this last month was um star trek deep space nine the latest one they released uh it's called Too Long a Sacrifice, I think. Is that the one with Odo on the cover? Yes, Odo's on the cover, and he is basically the main character of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, you know, like like all graphic novels, it's a collection of like four or five issues, or maybe sometimes even six of a comic. Mm-hmm. And I much prefer getting graphic novels these days to the comics. I'll only get the comics if I absolutely have to, if the graphic novel, you know, uh, paperback version is not available. But um, Mm -hmm. I'm just not patient enough to go and buy five, six comics in a row. I I just want to get it in one go for one price. Yeah. Well, for convenience Um, sake, it's it's a big... uh, They just look nicer and sit well on a shelf better, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. But, Don't get um, me wrong, I do love individual comics, but as you said, it's like convenience-wise, mm. it is. It is. But nice um, but yeah, I read through the whole thing, um, and I don't think I would have liked waiting week to week for that story because I would say that as long as you get on with it, like it takes less than an hour to read through that, and, and you know, like obviously. Mm-hmm. Any comic book reader knows that you, you want to appreciate the artwork and stuff as well as the the story. But it did sort of equate to 
your average DS9 episode. So mm-hmm. at the end of it, like I felt like I'd got a uh, a bonus DS9 episode. Um, I don't want to spoil it for people. I'll just say, you know, what you can tell from the blurb and the front cover, which is where a crime happens on DS9 and um, Odo is the chief investigator and uh, I'll just leave it as that because I, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone but the, the story itself was the best part like I wasn't the biggest fan of the artwork I thought that whoever mm. were the artists that were doing the front covers of the comic very good but the actual comic itself like it almost felt like um, there's a term for it but I can't remember but it, it almost looked like they were just tracing over images from the TV or something Mm-hmm. Is it rotoscoping or something like that? Yeah, um, yeah. It just it just looked a bit lazy and odd sometimes. Some of the art, but thankfully, the writing of the story and the writing of the the dialogue for the characters, I felt like they were who they were supposed. To, at least Odo, anyway, who's the main person. Um, I would definitely recommend it. Cool. It, 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 that is also another graphic novel that is on my radar mm. of uh, things that I like uh, of things to watch and read rather. So I've got I, multiple TNG ones here now as well, which are actually quite old. I think they're mm-hmm. Marvel ones that have been compiled. Oh yeah. Uh, I think I showed them to you a few months back on the mm-hmm. pod, but. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, I look forward to that. Oh, I've got a nice new. Uh, I know this is just for for you. Like people can't see it <laughs> on the podcast, but my wife got me a really nice sort of L cars looking. No, it's notepad. just a notebook. Oh, yeah. yeah, notepad. But it Excellent. looks very nice. And uh, anyone who knows Jude knows that he uh, does like a good notepad. I do. Yeah, you're always making notes. When, when yeah, things like, are going on. Right here, like I've got this one. This mm-hmm. one is a few years old. It's quite a little notepad. And it is absolutely jam-packed full of Trekmate notes for, for podcasts where I, most of them are older. Mm-hmm. But um, because I've cared less about <laughs> making notes over the years and just gone with the flow like tonight. But... Uh, but yeah, if anyone was that bothered, like that could go in an auction, like the Trekmate auction. Like here's Jude's notes. Like oh yeah, I remember that episode when they were waff. I can't believe he actually made notes for that shit. <laughs> That's one for you, Darren. It's a collection yeah. item. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god! Like some of my favourites in this book are like the. Um... Certainly on YouTube, nobody watched it. But I don't even know if it went out on the audio version of the pod, but that um, put loads of work into it. Uh, It was uh, me asking you and JD just utterly bizarre questions, like, what would you do? Yeah, that was was it. What would you do, questions? No, that was a pod. But somehow there was a competition between the pair of you. It was like, who would you rather give a rim job? Yeah, I asked you a load of ridiculous questions, and I asked him a load of ridiculous questions, but then the competition was you had to guess what what he he answered to these ridiculous questions and vice versa. 
I really enjoyed yeah. that. But uh, but even as I was writing the stuff and reading it out and then playing it back, I was just like, oh, what's the rest of the world going to think yeah. of this and me for doing this? So it's like, oh, who cares? I've had a good time. Especially because uh, the majority of it was created by half-cut Jude. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, it was. But a lot of it I was having to deliver sober, you know, so some of it I was just going like, what did I write? What was, what was I thinking this yeah, night? So, but, uh, so when Darren sort of gets got there, hold yeah. of that notebook, there there yeah. has been no comprehension yeah. going on there. Oh dear. yeah, no, I didn't do too bad on the geeky present front. Um, Star Trek wise, I got a it. it you know, uh, after previous years, I've really mm-hmm. enjoyed the um, Incredibuild models of the um, like where you build the ships in wood. Yes. So I got the. Oh, that looks great. Yeah, I got the Klingon bird of prey. That is really nice. So I was really happy to get that. I uh, I really do enjoy building them, the little uh, like wooden models. Mm. And no, no, just, I'm impressed with that. Yeah. So now I've got that, the Enterprise and the De- 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 DeLorean. So I've got oh, now. Him. Now that uh, now that I've had it, because um, I know you did a YouTube video of it for uh, Sci-Fi Collective. Hmm. How did you find a lot of the, and I know you've done a video and I've watched it, but I've just forgotten it, the um, Back to the Future advent calendar, like, did you find a lot, it was the Playmobil, sorry, Back mm-hmm. to the Future, did you find a lot of it a bit fiddly and not overly complicated, mm-hmm. but just annoying? No. No, I didn't, didn't, actually. No. Oh, I'll have to go back and watch your video, see That's... where I was going wrong. That's probably because I was used to how fucking fiddly and stupidly annoying the uh, the fucking Eagle Moss build the DeLorean car was. True, actually, yeah, I I I do remember a lot of those videos and you talking me through it. Where with parts of that, I was ready to ram my head into a wall. Where so Playmobil like... was, yeah, probably a relief in comparison. Yeah, no, that was that was a fucking walk in the park. That was no problem. Yeah. Um, back to the future wise, I did actually get um, the Necker Marcy uh, and another Marcy because I uh, oh, didn't I have the nineteen eighty five. I didn't have the nineteen eighty five Marty, and also I got um, Biff as well. Oh, I can see him. Yeah, they're they're all so good. I've I've only got uh, nineteen fifty five. Doc myself, but he's not out of the box yet. Yeah, uh, no, because they're uh, so well done. They are. They're I, I love that company. I, I know they've got a bit of a dodgy reputation online with certain people saying that, like, oh, the things fall apart, and I think that even happened to you. Fuck me, honestly. When I'm when I'm changing their hands or their heads, I'm shitting a brick. Yeah, because it, the, what I would say is. When you compare them to, say, like the figures that we would play with as kids, they are nowhere near as robust. These toys but they're are kind of not, not for that, are they? Toys. No. no, they're not. They're meant to be sat on your shelf like they're doing right now for you, just yeah. looking cool. Yeah, exactly. It's like where I would love to really get hold of them and fucking play about and be rough and tumbling with them, but I would 
it, honestly, I would be shitting myself because yeah. I know just how easy I've had one who's uh, had a foot break and I've had one who's had a hand break. I think you, you made a Marty on, on YouTube and his hand broke immediately. Yeah, literally out of the box. And it's just like, fuck, that's really bad. But no, the, the one that I got this time was the 1985 one where he's like, uh, like got his guitar where he's auditioning for the Battle mm-hmm. of the Bands. So I got that version and I did manage to swap out all the bits that I wanted and put it on. But now I've got, now that I've got the heads on them, the way that I do it is I think, okay, then how am I going to want them? Try and put the bits on them, and then that is it. They're not getting fucking changed again. Oh, I agree with you. Like, my doc, I would love to change his head. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd, I, He's got sort of normal face in the box, but you've got the head where he's shocked. Yeah. And I'd really like to have the shocked head face, but, uh, but yeah, I just worry about it. Yeah. So how, so how many heads point. have you changed? And Sorry, how, how did... many heads have you changed and how did it go uh i have changed um i tried to change doc's head but for Mm. some reason i couldn't get his shock's head to pop on so i couldn't get it to fit on properly so i put his normal head back on okay we'll have to look that up see if it's a common problem which i was gutted about and then i thought no i'm not gonna force it uh, no, I've changed. Wanna... I, I've changed Biff's head and hands, so he's like in a punching position, like with a shouty face. Um, the 2015 Marty, I've got his head on that's got the baseball cap. So I think I don't think I changed his head. I can't remember, but. Yeah, no, it, it's mainly been like changing hands so that they hold, it can hold things or doing certain positions. I'll just be very careful if I eventually get round to that. Can I just share something with the the listeners while I just of remember? Of course you can. And I apologise to Matt Warwick and anyone else who feels the same way as Matt Warwick. I know this is a Star Trek podcast. I'm sorry, but we like to talk about Back to the Future. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was so pleased. Um, it was when we had COVID. Um, my six-year-old son, Cisco, has fallen in love with Back to the Future. Like, He's been asking me for a while to watch the movies, but it's hard to find the time to put like two, two and a half hours aside to watch a film. And you don't always know if a, uh, a six-year-old with a short attention span, what's he going to think when I actually put it on? But we watched all three films back to back over three days mm-hmm. and uh at the end of the third one he was just like can we watch the first one again now and i was like really just watched it but that's exactly what you want to hear i was yeah really happy about that like he's sat in a delorean before like he's heard me go on about stuff he's seen pictures of me and marty and doc and the figures and he made all the playmobile stuff but but for him to actually love the film and sit there and be patient and then want to watch it again immediately. I was just like, excellent. So happy with that. I so, am jealous yes. of you. I, w- I wish my kids would sit down and watch it with me because... At the you moment, never know. 
I just I, think I, with that stuff, any of the geekery that we're into, you just got to be patient and just let them come to you. Yeah, because I think uh, at the, I'm just hoping it's one of the films that as they get older, they might appreciate it more. Um, it, I tell you what was hilarious though is just the fact that he's six. Um, you know, and he sees the world in his own unique, unique way, and like he just did not stop asking questions the entire like six hours plus. And it's yeah. just like it's so hard to explain Back to the Future. Like there was a lot of pausing going on, and like, well, you see, that's Marty's mum, but that's Marty's mum when she's younger than he is, and like she likes him, and you know, it's like it's so hard to explain some of that bizarro stuff that writing yeah. oh yeah because the, th- the thing is it's like there's plenty of uh uh brain ticklers in back to the future let alone awkward moments of like oh yeah uh marty's like nearly getting off with his mum and everything yeah so. I, mean, I mean it's so weird like you know for us i i'm 40 now so i've been watching back to the future since i was a child Mm-hmm. And, and and you do sort of view it a bit differently like every so often like you've seen it as a child you've seen it as a young teen you've seen it in your 20s seen it in your 30s 40s and it's it's just oh it's so strange but it it just never gets old like i'm i'm still looking forward to watching all three again now to be honest yeah it, it's it's one set of films that i'm i am tempted to buy the 4k Oh, oh, that's what I've got. Set. That's what we watched. Yeah. I, I've mm-hmm. got it now, and it, it's uh, jam packed full of extras. It's got the um, it's got behind the scenes stuff of the musicals that we've watched. Which, as soon as I've got a bunch of holidays and other stuff out of the way, that's something I'd like to buy some tickets for my family to go and see that because I had such great time watching that with you. Way better mm-hmm. than I thought it was going to be. Excellent. Um, no, I'd like but, to yeah. see those behind the scenes. Yeah, I highly yeah. recommend uh, recommend the uh, the 4K uh, version. You've got two mm-hmm. episodes of the cartoon as well. He loved that. He was asking questions that, all the way through that. But with that one, I was just like, I, I don't know. I don't know why this is happening because I, I couldn't remember those episodes. Yeah. That's the thing. With the Back to the Future cartoons, uh, I would never be able to tell you what any of the episodes were but I know that I love the show. Oh, yeah. Back in the day I did, yeah. I forgot how much Christopher Lloyd was in it, where he would just... Obviously, he would just go to a studio and record all sorts of stuff in front of a green screen. Mm-hmm. And then they'd just put that in the beginning and the middle and the end of the show. And then the rest of the show is um, like obviously voiced by other people, even though Chris Lloyd's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's... He's he's not playing Doc, but uh, but yeah, they did that with all sorts of movies when we were kids. They had like Bill and Ted's cartoon. I think they had a Police Academy cartoon, if I remember correctly. I'm sure there was others mm-hmm. where they would just stretch out these stories, you know, for for kids, and it didn't make sense. Obviously, Ghostbusters as well. Yeah, Christ, I'd forgotten about uh, the Police Academy cartoon. Yeah, it really was a thing. I'm sure there's yeah, a, oh, no. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, for God's sake. Yeah. That was just like a really dodgy uh, couple of films, but they still made it into Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toxic Crusaders. 
from the Toxic Avenger. You know, that's a really dodgy film. I love it. But it's got like boobs and blood and all sorts in it. It's like, hey, let's make it into a kid's cartoon. Which is quite dodgy. <laughs> then you get into a situation of the kids being like, oh, I know that franchise. I'm going I'm to gonna... watch that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really dodgy. Yeah. Very uh, strange choices back in the 80s. Yeah. But so, uh, Star Trek wise, I haven't been watching too much Star Trek. Uh, I, I'm sorry to you, lately. myself, and our listeners, but no, I've I pretty much just covered like I had some good Christmas presents. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a film the other day with Christopher Lloyd in uh, that I'd recommend to you and our listeners. It's um, made me laugh. Um, it's called Nobody. It's a new film. Stars the actor who plays Saul from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, uh, oh, Bob yeah. Odenkirk. The film is written by the writers who made John Wick. Oh, okay. And uh, it stars Bob Odenkirk, and his dad in the film is played by Christopher Lloyd. And that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, I recommend it, and it's a good laugh. If you like John Wick, and you like those two actors, like go watch it and just give yourself a good time because we had a good laugh. Funnily enough, I haven't watched any of the John Wick movies. They're basically what they are. I'll describe the John Wick movies for you. They are simple as fuck and violent as fuck. Um, mm-hmm. And they uh, are based on a character called John Wick, surprisingly. And um, I try not to spoil it too much, even though I'm basically I know telling it's you about, the whole film. I, I know it's basically uh, Keanu Reeves gets yeah. well fucked off because someone killed his dog. Yep, there you go. That's it. And then he just goes and kills like 1,000 people. Yeah. And that is the next hour and a half. And that really is it. And then there's two sequels, and they're exactly the same story. I'm exactly... still fucked off! Yeah, you killed my second dog! Or whatever. <laughs> and it, it seriously, that's it. It's like it's all based on a bit of a joke. But mm-hmm. like these action scenes, they're great. They're awesome. They're really, really well done and fought out. And this film called Nobody, with uh, Bob Odenkirk and Christopher Lloyd, Basically mm-hmm. the same thing, but when you, you know, Keanu Reeves wasn't always an action star. You know, he was known for more sort of comedy type stuff like Bill and Ted and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then when you put someone like Bob Odenkirk in there, who's Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, you don't even expect him to be an action star, but he is. And it just works so great. I love that sort of idea of like the underdog or whatever like you don't expect this person to be violent but oh yes they are here they are doing all this crazy stuff and then yeah i i I just don't want to spoil any bits yeah no okay yeah no i'll check it out yeah and is that available for streaming or i don't think it is i think it's one of those few films at the moment what's still out there where you can only get it on dvd blu-ray and all that stuff but uh, Mm -hmm. it's got to go to something soon Mm -hmm. i'll let you know if i see if it pop up on something but but feel free to search it everyone yeah no definitely 
Uh, and also, I've it, well, to be honest, my watching lately, I've been watching just loads of like normy sort of stuff, loads of dramas and stuff like that. But I've been playing lots of games. So it's like I've been, I... yeah, I've been playing through a few games. I've been, I'm going on holiday very soon. It, it looks like you know listeners of the pod will know about this. Me and my family have been trying to go to America and trying to go and see Wrestle WWE WrestleMania live for about two and a half years now. It looks like next month I'm finally going to be able to do that. I I don't think COVID's going to stop us this time. Mm-hmm. And as much of a joke as this sounds like, it's not. Like the thing that might stop us this time might be World War World War Four <laughs> or three. Four? Sorry, did we skip one? <laughs> it's like, no, it's I'm so a wrestling big, fan. There's literally one. there's wrestling pay per views called World War Three. That's why I'm saying World <laughs> War Four. I'm thinking of that, but no, World War Three. Yeah, but um. But I'm not going to let that stop me. Honestly, I'm bloody going. It's a month away now. No. Oh um, yeah, no. It's 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 getting tangible now. So I've I've been selling DVDs, um, anything anything I can look at in my house that I I, I haven't just got got for Christmas or whatever, and I'm not too attached. I'm like I'm selling that. I'm selling that. I'm selling that. So uh, so I've been going through my games my PS4 mm-hmm. and PS5 games. I'm just like, right, I'll play it all the way through. If this game is that great, I'll buy it again in the future, but I'll get it on the PlayStation store. Um, mm-hmm. Just making every penny I can. So yeah, I'm with you. I've been gaming, watching all sorts all over the place online with our viewing habits. Yeah. But just, yeah, but yeah no Star Trek, but I, I may have said this on the last or the next pod that people are about to listen to, where I there is a feeling of guilt there. Like I've always got it in my gut for like I want to carry on my rewatch of Voyager. Uh I want to carry on a rewatch of DS9 and start again with Enterprise. And to a much lesser extent, I do want to watch season two of uh, Lower Decks. Well, coming up very shortly. I'm not sure how soon it is, but season two of Picard is starting. I'll I'll watch it, but yeah, you know I I'm not I'm not like eager for it, and mm-hmm. you know if it comes out on a Monday, I might not watch it till the Friday or Saturday, but uh, I'll watch it. But it is coming out Thursday next week. Is it? Yeah, Thursday next week. Wow. I had no yeah. idea, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, so we we are I'll, al- I'll always watch it, I think, before the next week's ones comes out, if it's coming out weekly, I presume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think I'll watch it within the first few days uh, to check it okay, out. Okay, finally, uh, we can talk about something current then on uh, Trekmate. When yeah, that comes bec- because it's... It's one of them, it, it, yeah, it drops for us on the Friday because it shows in America on the Thursday, so we get it on right. the Fridays. Um, and it's it's one of them things of it, even, okay, Discovery, I would have been willing to watch it through I just to stay, like, keep 
a current opinion of what Discovery is doing. But the way that they have been broadcasting Discovery is bloody stupid. It's, I'm not sure if you're even aware because you give zero shits about Discovery. That's but right. it's But um, what happened was Discovery was meant to be coming out and then CBS pulled Discovery from Netflix worldwide the yeah. week before. That's and not good. For, for the people that are still into it, it's not fair. It doesn't seem right. And now it is being technically being shown worldwide, but it's on some weird uh, freeview channel, which is it's not even a freeview channel. It's an online service, but basically mm. it's like traditional TV. So they show it at like nine o'clock on a Friday. What's and a Saturday point? or something. All it's that like... money that Netflix put in, like I, I get that, like in your, in in America, like oh, it's on CBS Access. I, I get that it's all based on money, but for the rest of the world, Netflix had put all that money in. Why not just let it be mm-hmm. on there for everyone else? Not, and the thing is, well, I'm watching it, but Netflix would have been paying else. you to have it on their service, yeah. and I'm sure that they would have been paying you more than whatever. Uh, like fucking crap online TV service. Uh, That's bizarre. It's got it now. I can't even remember what it's called, but it's um, it. it's just stupid. And it, that's the thing. I personally would have at least watched it to see what uh, what was going on. That's very but, strange. But uh, so at some point, I'll catch up with Discovery. Because they were they were going to hold on until Paramount Plus releases. I probably what? will one day. I I can see myself going through all these ones that I didn't watch one day, but God knows when that'll mm-hmm. be. Like because... I'm I'm forty now. Maybe I'll be fifty when I'm watching that. Just like oh, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, but you I, never I, know. I, whatever shit they're putting out, then might make Discovery look good. You you do never know. You do, never know. <laughs> but so because Paramount Plus is coming out worldwide, at least over here in the UK, I think, in the summer this year, oh, and I that's like where, that. and that is when everything Star Trek will be on there. But it'll so, be it'll be ripped from Netflix as well, it, obviously. Yeah, it's uh, that uh, I they've timed it pretty much for when like their contracts run out with Netflix. In fact, in fact, one of my top presents on my Christmas list for my wife to get me, and which she did pay for, was a TNG Blu-ray box set. I was just like, please, You're can cool. you get me that so I've got some Star Trek to watch when this yeah. happens, when it all kicks in, and while it's cheap. And she mm-hmm. did. She got it for like somewhere between thirty to forty quid, and the bloody person didn't send it. Yeah. Um. So she's just in the process of getting a refund now, like nearly two months mm-hmm. later. But uh, but yeah, I'm not going to like that. I I like knowing it's there, even if I'm being just lazy and not. Oh yeah, I love the convenience. Like yeah. selling all the DVDs that I'm selling these days. Like I like having all my shelf space freed Mm -hmm. up for other stuff i only live in a small bungalow now um i just don't need it like physical possessions is just annoying sometimes no i would much rather have 
everything digital so then it's just there when you want it and it's there but i tell you what, i had a fucking disaster because our hundreds of dvd collection that i backed up and then flogged off and had everything mm. saved on the hard drive our fucking external hard drive died that had it all saved on oh no so, so it literally lost everything so now when Star Trek gets ripped away from Netflix, I don't even have my external hard drive with it all saved on anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, so that just died before Christmas. So it's like, okay. I think I can I only hope for all that will at least mean that we might finally get Voyager and DS9 remastered. on Blu-ray, maybe. Yeah, remastered and put on Blu-ray. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. We, can, we, can, we can hope. We can hope. But, but I mean... So, yeah. it, when did you say that Paramount Plus is coming to... This summer. Wow. I, I think that maybe I should get a rewatch in of the the, um, the classic 90s shows. Mm-hmm. At least one more Whilst re- rewatch there. of all of them. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I should get back on that. Just jump back into Voyager, uh, wh- where I left off, wherever that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have spoke about it on the show. And then just, yeah, just... Where I left off with DS9, do one of uh, Enterprise all the way through, and even TNG, I think. Why not? It's, it, get it in whilst it's there, because it's not going to be there forever. And um, it's... It, it, I don't know. It's, uh, it, I don't know how well Paramount Plus is going to go down, because the market is just saturated with so many I different mean, streaming services. Like, seriously, in all seriousness, I know we're biased because we're a Star Trek podcast, obviously, but uh, what the fuck else have they got on there? What else are they going to have to offer what people give a crap about? I know the Halo series is going on there. Halo? Yeah, yeah. people love the game, but the TV... Pro- is it a TV program? Is it a movie? It's going to be, be a TV program. That is going on there, but then also... Um, it's gonna it's gonna have their back catalogs of everything that CBS and Paramount have put out over the years. Yeah, but it's just yeah, but, isn't that basically just stuff like Golden Girls and Palumbo or Columbo? Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, I tell you what, I'll Google what is on Paramount Plus. If I was googling it, I'd be saying, "What the hell is on <laughs> Paramount okay. Plus other than Star Trek?" Okay, uh, a Western show. Okay, these are new shows. A Western show called 1883. Halo is coming. Mayor of Kingstown, which is starring um, Matey, who plays Hawkeye. All right. Um, a program called Seal Team. Looking at it, it's I, I don't think any a lot, new but... shows are going to win anyone over, really. You know, like because you I'm don't gonna... know what that's going to be. You've got all of the Star Treks. Oh, look, there's the Twilight Zone. Uh, basically, I think I think they might own Nickelodeon. Twilight Zone might draw a few people in, but yeah, I think they might own Nickelodeon because there's a hell shit ton of Nickelodeon uh, stuff. Well, Nickelodeon used to be hand-in-hand with Universal back in the day because it was part of their theme park, but I don't know if... There is a hell of a lot of 
uh, Nickelodeon stuff on there. So whether they oh, got okay. bought by Paramount at some point or CBS. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's what these companies do now, isn't it? Like Disney. Okay, just... well, uh, here you go. Uh, Paramount Plus, they own okay the production companies CBS, Nickelodeon, Comedy oh. Central. Oh yes, that's right. They own MTV a lot of stuff there. Uh, MTV yeah, all sorts and of stuff with MTV, I suppose that other people might like want reality to TV. The, uh, yeah. MTV hasn't actually been music for a long time, so that's going to be all reality a stuff. Very long it? time. And uh, a channel called Bet, whichever that looks like Bet. a drama sort of channel. But yeah, so. That's it. It, it. it needs to prove its worth as to whether... Because I know what I'll end up doing. If that's the case, I'll end up like not getting the service for so long, have it for a month, watch what I want to, and then cancel it for a year. Yeah, yeah, I've been there, done that with them, some of them, definitely. Yeah. and But um, one show, this is un-Star Trek related, yeah. uh, that has just started... I haven't watched it yet. I was waiting for a couple of episodes to build up, which is on another streaming service. But luckily with my Xbox Game Pass Ultimate uh, membership, they gave a, they were giving out 74-day uh, free trials for it. So I was like, okay, brilliant. I'll take that. Uh, was for the streaming service Crunchyroll. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was just like, he's got to be saying that. <laughs> yeah. For, so have the, you watched it? And I've I've got it. I've waited until like uh, like a few episodes have come out before I watch it. Yeah, I don't really go online much these days. I only go online when absolutely necessary. But I just sort of saw that pop up in the corner of my screen for like, oh, episode four is now on Crunchyroll. Of show. I was like, what four? I didn't even know one was on there. Yeah, but but I kind of thought the same thing as what you're saying. I was like, there's probably going to be between six to ten episodes. So I thought maybe mm-hmm. I'll just let a few more go on there, and then I just get the free month. Yeah. So well, that's the thing. I've got a 74 day free trial, so I'm hoping that within that so period, how did, how did you get that? Did you say that was uh, free with Game Pass Ultimate? So oh, through Xbox, right. they were given that uh, away. So I can't. Uh, wait to be delving into that yeah i'm really looking forward to that really looking forward to that i'm sure we bore people to death with our joint love Mm -hmm. of shenmue on this show but classic game series oh definitely really look forward to that and to answer your question uh it's 13 episodes oh okay so it's going to be basically once they get to about episode nine or ten then maybe that's the time I should uh, do my free trial. Yeah, so I don't think my free trial is going to last as long as that, so I might have to pay for a month to check it out or just sign up for another free trial with a different email. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Yeah, stuff it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so I'm, I'm going to be binging some Shenmue very shortly. Oh, I really look forward to that. So I, I I'm really looking forward to that as well. But so it, what we what we should do is before the next episode is try and watch a little bit of Star Trek so that we can talk some we, Trek. 
We definitely should. I, I do want to do the lower decks, which I think you said you've done. You, I have. You've watched that second series. Uh, I've not watched any of it, but but as I was watching the end of the first series, it did sort of grow on me a little bit towards the end with the characters, with like the, the main character of the girl uh, and her mum being the captain of the ship, which we didn't find out till you, you know, the fact that they're related and they have this relationship, mm-hmm. this love-hate relationship sort of thing. Um but, but somehow, yeah, that still didn't make me <laughs> watch any of the second season one, once I knew it's ours. But it, we're just spoiled for choice as yeah. uh, consumers, customers these days, where just like every time that I could watch it, I'm just like, ah, oh, but I'm watching this. I want to play this or watch this instead. But uh, mm-hmm. especially oh, well. now that we've been away from Trekmate for a while, like I'm much more happy to watch that and then talk about it, even if I'm not going to love it, than I would be Discovery. Oh, hell yeah. Well, that's um, it. I, I will watch Discovery at some point, just so that then I can moan and bitch about them I, under I, like using changelings in yeah a, oh yeah you were telling me that on the phone the other day i forgot yeah i i do sort of enjoy uh hearing through you and other people like yourself like you know oh this happened that happened like it's like oh you did the work for me like good like, i can laugh about it <laughs> i didn't have to waste an hour of my time on it but um I, I just hope that they're not going to be having another series where the big bad ends up just being a little boy screaming, destroying half the universe. I, I have to watch that at some point. It sounds so ridiculous and so funny, but uh, and absurd. Uh, I suppose you could say it's funny. I, I would have said it really pissed me off more than anything. <laughs> It's funny from my point of view because you're just <laughs> yeah. telling me that. And I, I've been saying this for like, I think I was saying this like a year and a half ago. Like it's been going on that long, this stuff, where it's like, I don't know if you're joking sometimes when you tell me this stuff. Like, is he just saying that? No, honestly, Jude, all of the dilithium in the, in the solar, not the solar system, in the bloody uh, mm. galaxy combusted because a little boy who was in sync with dilithium cried. Yeah. 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 It <laughs> blew up because he screamed. Yeah. P- piss off with that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. So, yeah, I think we will uh, do some actual Trek talk next week. Oh, for um, sure. I'll tell you what as well. Like, I, I think... Um... I was actually, you know, with uh, what do you call it, like algorithms or whatever on YouTube. Like, um, I I watch a lot of YouTube on my TV. I don't watch a lot of normal TV. Mm-hmm. I can't be bothered to. I, I also um, I watch Netflix and Amazon with my wife and stuff. But when I'm a, when I'm on my own, I'll just watch YouTube app on my TV. It's on so many TVs these days. Um, where I watch wrestling videos comedy videos some people talking about star trek and then occasionally because of that it'll it'll make us pop up on the screen and it just goes on there sometimes without me even Mm -hmm. pressing it but some of our most most watched videos are just me and you doing a full sort of review or recap of of an episode 
of oh, okay. like Voyager or DS9 and like yeah we'll have like tens of thousands of views on there and it's like bloody hell some of the videos where we put a lot of effort in uh you know like I was talking like, to people at convention it's got like 36 fucking views and I'm just like what but then mm-hmm. for some of these ones like and they're not that old you know we've got like tens of thousands of views um and I enjoyed you can't making them. It. So I'm I'm happy to do more of them, to be honest. Just like dedicate a whole Trekmate episode to just let's just talk about this one episode of Voyager or DS9 or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, but well I'd like we to definitely get back can to that. do that. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we definitely can do that. And I think that, uh, but th- that's something that I prefer you to take the reins on, I will. on the recap. Yeah, I will. Yeah, because that's what I used to do was just. I just watch it, maybe pause it every minute or so, and I just write a couple of notes down, but not too many. Mm-hmm. Just what happened, maybe what I thought about it a little bit, so I don't forget, and then just yeah, just go through it together. And uh, but clearly, some people, you know, who might not be regular Trekmate listeners, like really enjoy that on YouTube, and I enjoy doing it. So. Uh, or at least we sucker them into like like clicking a button, and then yeah. they go, "What the hell is this shit?" And then click yeah. straight off. So it, it it works in some way or another. Sometimes, like I've wondered, like you know, when our when our episode for that thing is roughly an hour long, like did they think they were clicking onto a uh, dodgy? YouTube version of that episode of Star Trek. <laughs> they could have done. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll take it. When are they going to show the episode? When are these two guys going to shut up? <laughs> yeah. They're not. They're really not. So, except for now. We're going to shut up right now because we're going to throw it back to our past selves discussing uh, Destination Star Trek 2021. Yes, I know at least one person's been waiting for this. Yeah. Exactly. So it's been long overdue. We can only apologise uh, for the delay, but me and Jude are going to try and get back to the grind, get back to a regular schedule. Oh, and definitely. Just get into the it's rhythm about time. of it. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. been long overdue. So uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we're going to throw it over to our past selves. Ah, you're listening to Get Up. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, Garrett! We are listening to Garrett. Hi, this is Garrett Wong, Ensign Harry Kim from Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Trekmate. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trekmate. My name's Jude. And my name's Wayne. Yes, it's been a long time coming, and we can only apologise for the delays. Uh, Initially, before DST... Uh, Jude was unwell for a number of weeks, you know, for a couple of weeks before DSC, and then since then, I've just been busy with life and like uh, days that I could record. Jude's been gallivanting off to other conventions, and yeah, since yeah, then, one. <laughs> that's it. No, and then I've just generally been busy. So th- this is the first time that me and Jude have managed to sit down and record. And how many weeks post DSC are we now? Do you know what? I, I, I'd forgotten about me being ill before. Like, that was horrible ill. Mm. I don't know how I forgot about that. That was horrible. I was convinced I had COVID, to be honest. 
and every test I took, I was surprised that it was negative, to be honest. Yeah, but, you, uh, you I did think, sound rough. Yeah, I think it's just like the lowered immune systems and the, the time that all these bugs, you know, just normal bugs have had to, uh, you know, mutate mm-hmm. into something horrible. Yeah. In a time where, you know, we've all been chilling out in our houses. Yeah. No, I, well, that's it. And also because everybody uh, for like the last year has been kind of staying away from other yeah. people, as soon as bugs start transmitting, like you've got a like, nice immune system that hasn't had anything in a while. So it hits you quite hard. Yeah. And, and there's it, a lot of it going about and it, it was not pleasant. I'll tell you that. Like I... Like my son had a week off school for half term. That was mm-hmm. ruined. I had my parents come down. That was ruined. I still had to go ahead and do everything and make the most. But, you know, when you're that ill, it just spoils everything. Mm-hmm. It was a shame. Yeah. No, well, I'm glad that you're feeling better now. Yeah. Cheers, man. Me too. <laughs> so, uh, so I suppose uh, we're going to be discussing mainly our time at Destination Star Trek. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try and try and keep things on the one subject we'll i'm sure we'll go all over the place but um before then i thought it might just be an opportunity for a a brief catch-up beforehand because something that um i will keep it star trek related at first Uh, (laughs) uh, on one of the panels uh at dst uh kate mulgrew mentioned uh, when I asked that about um, uh, the Kate uh, Catherine Janeway's autobiography that she had mm-hmm. uh, done the voiceover for it, and uh, I never realised that. So when I got home, I did. It's something I, that I was meaning to talk to you about on the pod for like the last two episodes, and every time I just kept forgetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know how I forgot how i left that out but uh but yeah i I was aware of it but it's on what's it called audible yeah it's on audible so you can everyone out there if you've if you don't already subscribe to it i think you can get it free for a certain amount of days or you can get a certain amount of audible books for free Mm -hmm. as as some sort of trial so that's the one to go for and that i'll be doing and i'm guessing you've done but i've just i've just not even had the time for that well, that's exactly what I did because if you're an Amazon Prime uh, member, that's it. Normally, they give it, normally with Audible, you get like the first month free, like a, a free trial, and then you get to download like one book and keep that no matter what, whether you take up the subscription oh, or really? not. Yeah. So, like with Audible, they have a whole library of stuff that is free and available all the time, and then mm. and then you have you get given one credit per month to buy an audio book to just keep ones that aren't included in their normal library. That's very good. So I picked, uh, and if you're a prime member, they're actually giving uh, three months for 99 P. So, so I was like, well, it's definitely worth a try. So I downloaded uh, Catherine Janeway's autobiography and absolutely loved it it was fantastic una mccormack really done an amazing job yeah yeah it's it's so cool that we've had the author of uh of books such as those kind of 
big Star Trek ones like like that, an autobiography of one of the main characters like at our convention years ago. Sorry, I'm not not meaning to do our horn. I mean, well, no, and no. it's a question of neither of us bothered to read any of her books before. Oh, oh I know. So. Well, yeah, I'm I'm still in that that same boat. I'm I'm still a dick as far as Una Cormac's concerned. You know, she, I wouldn't blame her. For thinking, oh, you're one of those pricks, aren't you? But yeah. um. But no, uh, I, I listened to, to whatever I was allowed to listen to, like a couple of pages. I can't remember where it was, but somewhere you can, some sort of audible freebie thing. Um, I heard mm-hmm. a bit of it and I was like, not only is that well written, you know, the short bit I've heard, but obviously it'd be pretty hard for Kate Mulgrew to fuck it up, really, wouldn't it? The reading yeah. of it, it was, it was, you know, I felt like I was listening to Janeway, not just Kate Mulgrew. Oh yeah, no, it. definitely. That's uh, that's what she uh, she's done a fantastic job of. I, I don't think this is Kate Mulgrew reading that. It's no, this is yeah, uh, Catherine Janeway reading yeah. this, and it gave such uh, amazing insight into what uh, into like the background of the character that Una McCormack has made for her, like with regards to like her childhood her growing up her family and mm. like her time on voyager and like the interactions between other crew members it really f- fleshed out the character even more and i would like to consider like that book canon because it, it adds some really yeah. nice really nice nuances to the character and i really did enjoy it oh i, I really look forward to it and i i feel like a fool for not reading the others as well, because we've got Kirk and Picard as well, I think, at this point. Is that it? I think so. Just the three yeah, of them? I think so. No, but they need there's... to do it for all of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I highly recommend just getting that free trial just to get that one book. I will do. Well. I will do. But, the, uh, because, uh, but if I had any criticism about it, mm. is that when she was recording it, the sound guy who was with her definitely there was no trekkie on hand because there's just like a couple of pronunciations of a couple of things i see there would be like okay then it's like it, rather than it's uh, i'm trying to think of examples now it's like rather than bajor i think it was bajor yeah <laughs> yeah uh, like, she's been out of it too long to be able to remember that stuff and you can't blame her no, it was That's only it. a matter of, I would say, a matter of four or five times over the entire book. But it was just, it just made me think there wasn't a Trekkie in there. That yeah, there was just, definitely not. That was just like, at that point, just like, oh, Kate, could you rewrite it, reread that one sentence for us? Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's really, really enjoyable. And the Yeah, that's definitely a, a minor criticism, isn't it? That's a, a small oh, it's, thing. Oh, it's tiny. It's tiny. It didn't bother. It, well, it bothered you me could, enough to if tell you, you wanted to be like like I've been in the past, like making excuses for for writers and stuff like that. You could just say mm-hmm. that it's uh, it's Admiral Janeway getting old, and it's been so long since she's seen someone from these different planets that she just forgets their names, how to pronounce them. Yeah, she spent so long in the uh, Delta Quadrant that she's forgotten yeah. basic pronunciation. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, why not? 
<laughs> but I think I think with my next uh, free trial, like, I have been debating what to get because I'm going to be getting a credit again in a few days. And I have been debating because I think I'm going to get the latest autobiography by Michael J. Fox. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be great. I didn't yeah. even realise there was one. Oh, he's done four or five? Wow, he's like the Mick Foley of the, the movie autobiography world then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. It's, and I've read the first three, I think. Wait, how many have I got? Wow. One, two. Yeah, I've read the first three and love them. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, they're, they're amazing. And I've always known that he had narrated the audiobooks uh, for him himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, then no, I'm, I haven't read or got this uh, new one yet. So I'm going to get the audiobook. And uh, if I was being safe, I would actually download it after Christmas just in case anyone buys it for me. Yeah, that that's always something that I'm thinking of this time of year. You you don't want to be buying stuff that's potentially going to be under your Christmas tree. It's awkward. Yeah. No, so actually I might hold off on that one till January and find something that I know no one would have. Yeah, I I think that's us. that's safe bet. It's one of them things that I, it, it was on my list of things I was like I would like this. Yeah, we'll so, definitely leave that then. Mm-hmm. For now. Yeah, then if I don't get it, I'll get the audiobook in January. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to go. It's been out. It's been out like half a year now, anyway. So it's not like I'm missing anything. Oh, it's definitely something I'll have to look at in the future. Um, if you've never read any of his books in the you, future, sorry, <laughs> you really, really need to read him. He's it is such an amazing read. Is Honestly, he does a fantastic job, and it just makes cool. you love it. Makes you love him even more than you do already. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So I. Well, how how can you not? It's Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Oh dear. And also uh, another point that I wanted to touch on as well. Uh, I don't know if you've been to see it yet, but I went and saw Ghostbusters Afterlife this week. I haven't, and I'll talk to you a bit about that off the pod. But uh, but yeah, you just tell me the good points. Don't tell me any spoilers or anything. I knew you would have gone to see it. I nearly texted you to ask you about it. but uh... Yeah, well, I, I held off for about probably coming up to like five days or so because I was... Uh, I was I was looking at our, our local cinema is a cine world, and the prices Same. have fucking skyrocketed since. Yeah, they take COVID. the piss, don't they? It's, it's my like, view it's, is the good one. If you can ever get to a my view, that they're, they're the yeah. cheapest and the best, most mm-hmm. reasonably priced, at around five pounds per film per person. Fuck me, mate. That's not round here. It's like uh, the view in Watford. I think was about like eight quid per person. Really, that is cheeky then. Yeah, and it's like the uh, the Cine World up here because we did used to have the monthly passes for Cine World. However, at the moment, 
there aren't enough films every single month that justifies us as family having the past because yeah i i've looked into them and thought the same thing i mean so so many movies that come out they're just shit aren't they they're just bollocks or unsuitable for families at least I never minded having the past because we had them for like about a year and a half. And mm. I never minded going and seeing a shit film if, if it was a question of, well, that was one shit film, but we've watched three other good ones this month. Okay. And well, as long as it's those sort of numbers, I suppose. Yeah. And we would, we would use it near enough on a weekly basis. But at the moment, there just aren't enough family films each mm. month that makes it like, okay, then. It is worth having. It work. It, it works itself out. Uh, but yeah, it was going to work out about fifty six quid for me and Leanne and the kids to go and watch Ghostbusters. Wow, it's crazy, because isn't it? On normal two D for like adults, it was like thirteen pound per person. For and I was like, we can't justify that. But then, no, you can't. Uh, Go- uh, Walkers had been doing a promotion with Ghostbusters like on their website that they had set up that you could enter every uh, hour. Uh, no purchase necessary. You could just like put in your email address and enter it. And I've, I've been doing it for near enough a month. And then like after I'd resigned myself to the fact of, okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to see it because I can't justify spending this money. One, two tickets for Cineworld to go and see it. Oh, okay. So then it meant that we only had to pay the kids' tickets. Mm. So it's like, okay, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah, it's a lot that. more doable, yeah, for that. Yeah, so we went and saw uh, that at Cineworld, and, uh, mate, it just hits every single note that you want a Ghostbusters film to hit. It, it, uh, it, I the the new characters are uh, extremely endearing, and I've I've seen bits of the trailers and like what I've seen, but as I've said to you before, I've purposely ju- I just switch the trailers off mm-hmm. like, as soon as I can because I'm just like I know I want to see that at some point. I know I'm probably going to enjoy it, so I'll just not ruin it for myself as much yeah. as possible. The uh, the uh, McKenna Grace who plays Phoebe, the young girl. Uh, mm. from the film is she is fantastic she is hysterical she's uh, she, she's such a brilliant actress Good. and she, it, honestly it she brings to life everything that you would want from that character and her her comedy is just deadpan amazing she's she's uh I'm I'm just trying to think what I can say to you without giving any spoilers. Yeah, don't, um, yeah, just don't. Yeah, no, I don't forget. It's not just me. There's be other people listening to this where they're just like, yeah. I'm getting ready to press that fast forward button, Wayne. Oh yeah, no, don't I'm not gonna. It. I'm not gonna give it. No, I wouldn't. I managed to stay spoiler free before going in, and I was yeah. glad because I wasn't sure how much longer I was going to be able to stay spoiler free with the internet being the way that it is. Oh yeah, definitely doesn't take and, long, does it? These days, it, it's like days now. Well, funnily enough, I've been impressed with the Ghostbusters community of fans, like really saying, like, no, no fucking spoilers whatsoever. Yeah. Like, or if they've posted something, they've been like, okay, then I want to discuss this, but 
Uh, no spoilers, so we'll discuss it in the comments. So yeah, it's like, good. so you don't good actually see stuff. And um, I've I've only had like a couple of YouTubers that I watch who talk about mm-hmm. general things, movies, computer games. Who've just said like, "Oh, I've just got back from the film. No spoilers, but it was bloody good," you know. And I'm just like, yeah. "Okay, that's enough for me." Like, I trust these people. Yeah, and I'm always that way, to be honest. I uh, I have to say, mate, I. I cried so hard in that movie. Okay. I bawled my fucking eyes out. Yeah. It is, uh, and it's funny because I was sitting there and I've got one of the kids either side of me and then uh, Amy just looks at me like that and Fred looks at me like that and Amy's like, are you crying? I'm like, yes! Yes, it wasn't even wasn't even just tears. It was proper full on. <laughs> Bloody hell! That must be powerful. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I am a softie for things anyway, but that just fucking hit. It really yeah. did, and I, I really want to go back and see it, and I want to see it again. I want, I want it on Blu-ray, and it's just. Amazing, really. It for me personally. It don't get me wrong. It's like um, Leanne and Freya didn't enjoy it. Mm. Um, Amy and Logan loved it, but as a Ghostbusters fan, it's fucking ten out of ten all the way. Okay, all cool. the way. It was amazing, and and it's very. Uh, it it gives you the same feel as the first movie yeah uh, uh, but it, it, they've confirmed that 2 is still like absolutely canon, 2 still happened, uh, we don't get many mentions of anything from 2 but it's uh, but yeah it, it just it just hits it hits and I, I can't wait to discuss it with you in person I've been discussing it on message with Matt and yes, I, I I will watch it at some point soon. I would uh, I would love to do a podcast discussing Ghostbusters because okay. it was just All so right. good. And also, I've uh, it's now renewed in me. I'm now uh, eagerly and quickly trying to sell enough stuff to buy the Proton. Pack oh yeah, I forgot out. about that. You were talking about that last time. Some crazy price. Yeah. Well, no, it's not a crazy price. If you was having one built custom, you're talking like a thousand to fifteen hundred pound for a proton pack. And Hasbro are doing like a crowdfunding uh, campaign, like they do, like this thing called Haslab with like special stuff that it will only be available to the people that back it. Mm. And it's already had plenty of enough backers and it's the proton pack from afterlife and it's 360 quid and now i'm just desperately trying to sell enough things to cover it because because i i need that uh, i need that proton pack in my life (laughs) yeah so you can deal with it once you get it I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to then get a fucking flight suit. I'm going to get patches. I'm going to fucking go around busting ghosts. <laughs> okay. I'm going. I'm going. I, I want to go full on ghost head. But, yeah. No, me. It, oh, Matt's I suppose already, that's the best answer you could give to that question. <laughs> yeah. 
No, me, me and me. And, I'm uh, just going to put it in the attic. No, me and Matt, we're going to go bust some ghosts. He, he's got all of his gear. He's got his uniform, and also he's also packs this campaign as well. So he's getting the new proton pack. Well, if it makes you feel as good, well. as they say, the busting makes me feel good. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. So, and. Yeah, so uh, I think at one of our conventions in the future, uh, you'll probably see me and Matt kitted out as Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, I'd have to join in if you two are do- doing that. I oh, might just have okay. like a, a box of Cocoa Pops on my back with a hose pipe. instead. Oh, of you a can hold a PKE. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can I can be the thrower. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can throw the trap. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, they're two different things. Shows how much you watch it compared to me. <clears throat> Another one of those nights, I'm losing my voice. Yeah. Oh no, I've. It, well, in preparation for Afterlife as well, I on Audible one of their free books was mm. Ghostbusters one, the novelizations of Ghostbusters one and two as well. Okay. So I, yeah, so I uh, I listened to that and watched the movies beforehand before going to Afterlife again. And, uh, and uh, do they do it justice? It was pretty good, actually. It was pretty yeah. good. Is is uh, not the very best narrator that I've ever heard, but he done it. No, he done it well. And also, the novelizations give just a tiny bit more like depth and stuff. There's it uh, with novelizations of films and things. There's always just slight discrepancies of like they tweak. A little bit here, a little bit there, and change like away from what the film was. Yeah, which it doesn't bother me. You just treat it as two totally different entities. Yeah, well, it it's kind of a a, a little reminder, I guess, that you are reading a book instead of watching the film. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's um, it, you know, it's it's making a point of saying like we can be different. Yeah, you know, this can be a different experience. You can think of it differently and who knows what those changes might be for the better mm-hmm. yeah they did no. that in uh, we'll talk about it more later on but they did that in a show that we watched together which we'll talk about later where uh they changed things from the movie but anyway that's for later i can't even think what you're referring to you can't think what i'm referring to uh a book that's made into a movie. We just went to see Back to the Future, the fucking movie. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, that's not a book. No, I'm saying we went to go see a yeah. show where they changed lots Artistic of little details. Changes, yeah. And, and it, yeah. And it works, yeah. No, I, I, okay, I get it. I get it. I'll put Sorry, my I didn't explain. I was, I was trying to keep the, <laughs> the podcast spoiler free. No, 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 no chance of that when you've got this thick git on the other end of the <laughs> line. It's all right. We're always recording late at night, and tonight's no different. Yeah. So, yeah, no, so, um, okay, so I suppose we, uh, we'll discuss Destination Star Trek. Yeah, I think so. Time. We may as well, hadn't we? Because um, there's a whole lot we can talk about with it. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just say at the beginning, like we've said on previous ones, I personally, this is how I feel at the beginning of the podcast. I'll try and be impartial, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, not go one way or the other. But uh, 
want to be honest at the same time. So some of those opinions, some people may like them, some may not, and think we're being a bit harsh. But I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to be. I think we're going to be call it down the line. Hmm. Well, it depends what you're going to say. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm not going to throw insults yeah. at anyone or anything. Um, well, d- yeah. it depends. It, it depends because, like, if you, it, we could turn around and say, like, if we was judging the event on that day alone, rather than anything before or anything else, anything that had gone on, we could judge just the day. Uh, rather than what could have been perceived as shady tactics. Yes. Well, well, it's all going to come up. I, I, I think we should discuss it all. Mm-hmm. To be honest, and, and some of it we've even, you know, you're talking about shady tactics there. Like we've even discussed a little bit. It just, just trying to, you know, we were both trying to do the right thing in the lead up in when we were talking about like the the Voyager cast photo mm-hmm. where we were just like trying to tell people that what we were noticing on the website and like, oh, this information's gone, this bit of information's changed. and But I say come to that in a bit and maybe try and start somewhere at the beginning or something. Let's okay. just say me and Wayne, we chose to just attend one day this year. We just thought one day would be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we went on the Saturday Mm-hmm. Um, where do we start? Okay, well, we could uh, we could start just by li- literally kind of recounting our day, I guess. If so, you want. um, it's it was in London this year, which was easy for both me and Wayne. Now I've moved back down to the south, and mm-hmm. it's obviously even closer for Wayne. Yeah, no, um, it's it literally just like a fifty-minute drive. From yeah. where I am, so it's nice and easy. Uh, back at the same venue it was in 2014, in fact, the first time I went to it at the XL, mm-hmm. but it's so huge, that venue, that they're able to have multiple events at the same time, and I have no idea what halls it was in mm-hmm. uh, all those years ago, and I can't remember which no, ones it, it was this time. But I think it was in near enough the same halls when it was... Um, uh, when it was back in 2012, yeah, 2012. I think it was. I, th- Wish yeah, I think it was. It was a fantastic event, and yeah, no. So I think it was near enough the same halls that time round, and so. But one convention that they was holding next door, me and Jude, it, it did catch a eye, and they yeah, they invited us, and we never got round to it. No, we never got round to it. They were having like a Warhammer convention mm, that's right in in the and it's something that neither Jude or i have really got into but th- there's like oh after three o'clock it's free entry so i was like oh might pop in i, I really wish we had but we just ended up getting busy with our Did own we? i forgot that then. bit oh no we, okay we didn't really get busy we, we we okay we ended up spending a lot of time with the engage boys getting busy and, with them yeah getting busy with the boys <laughs> Um. Okay. One one thing I'll I'll, I'll say some of my first impressions like of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought their like checking of the COVID passes was pretty crap. 
I think I could really have showed crap. I could it was one guy at the door. I could have showed him anything and he would have ushered me through. It could have been uh, any QR code. So that's not a criticism of showmasters or the organ, you know, that that's more of the venue, I guess. That's the XL, yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, there was nothing at the door of the of the uh, of the show either, or of um, of Destination Star Trek, mm-hmm. you know, at their little entrance, you know. So that is on both of them. Like they they could have taken more precautions, but hey ho, that is what it is. And um, apart from that, the first thought I had was, I said it to you, it's really nice to be surrounded by Star Trek fans and Star Trek cosplayers. It was just really refreshing after what felt like way longer than it actually was that we were away from that sort of stuff in public. Mm-hmm. Um, but then something, the next thing was the thought in my mind, which I shared as well. We both shared was uh, something we kind of knew was going to happen before we got there. They didn't really spread it out enough that it was too confined considering what's going on, what's, been going on and what is still going on with COVID and all that like we criticised them in 2016 from having for having it to I think that was the year for having it too it spread out in Birmingham like way too spread out where you're just walking mm-hmm. for ages and not seeing any stalls or anything like that or anything of interest that's what they needed this year and it would have been nothing to be ashamed of nothing to be embarrassed of and they could have used more halls, and, and they didn't. Um, no, they were offered. They were offered the use of what, however many halls that they want uh, needed. But they decided they they would rather have it look like it was packed and busy. Yes, which I can understand how they would have thought, because uh, a lot of those tickets, I'm guessing, sold at the last minute. I'm guessing a lot of people held off until the mm-hmm. last few days before they decided, like, okay, I'm going to go. So I think they were playing it safe in some ways, Showmasters, by having it in a smaller area. But I really don't think they should have done this year. I mean, if 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 the events of the last two years hadn't been happening, that's fine. I I would have got mm-hmm. it, and like, I I probably wouldn't have thought twice about it. But but because of everything what's happened, like yeah, I, I thought it was a yeah questionable choice. So yeah, th- they were my first two ups and well two downs and one up i guess with mm-hmm. you know the the not checking of the the covid passes or you know the, there's no like uh, temperature checking or anything like that no one nothing in the way of that and then uh but yeah it it was love it was a lovely sight just to see all those people um yeah no exactly uh i think uh face mask wise what do you reckon it was probably about 50 50 people wearing face masks i think so but i mean people like myself like you've got them on and off all day like Mm -hmm. if i if i every time i go in the shop i always put it on straight away but i'm always in a shop after a certain amount of time if i'm doing a big food shop where i'm like i'm getting claustrophobic now i need to take this off Mm -hmm. um but but when you're in a shop you know even if you're doing your big food shop you're just like oh just 10 more minutes then i'm done get outside, mm-hmm. take it off. But when you're in a venue and you know it's like, well, I've got this photo at this time and then I want to go to that talk and I want to check these stalls. I've got to go speak to my mate over there I've not seen for years. 
Like, mm -hmm. I ended up having my mask off a lot more than I thought, to be honest. And mm -hmm. I even was apologizing to, like, you and the Engage guys, just saying, like, I'm really sorry, but I just... But, yeah, again, if there'd been more space, if it'd been more mm -hmm. spaced out, I would have felt a little less guilty. Or maybe I would have kept the mask on more because I wouldn't have felt so claustrophobic, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, it's it's a tough call. But also, at that point, there wasn't the same restrictions that there are now. Again, mm -hmm. with regards uh, to like compulsory wearing in shops. Um, yeah, I mean, so. yeah, we we would just do it anyway uh, in our family in the shops, um, mm -hmm. you know, because it just feels like the right thing to do when this is, you know, it's not nowhere near finished yet. But uh, but yeah, it's a tough decision to make at the conventions and events like that. And I didn't look down on anyone for for not wearing the mask. If they were like coughing in my face or sneezing in my face, I would have looked down on them and more. Like I would, you know, saying what they're mm -hmm. actually doing. But, um, well, you do that anyway, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just awkward. Well, I, I respected yeah. people either way for, for their choices, whether to have them on or off. And yeah, it's um, hard when, it, you know, you're in a, in a sort of, well, it was a confined space mm -hmm. for that period of time. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, as you walked in the event, uh, the very f I thought it was an I don't know, maybe a bold choice. I suppose you could say to have the very first thing that you see is their really crap shuttlecraft <laughs> that they had made. Yes, yes, it was funny. I, I I heard lots of other people commenting on that, and the same uh, like Nemesis Star Trek Nemesis carpet that they drag out every time, right in front of that too. And it's like you know that's everyone's least favorite film <laughs> out well, of the. I think uh, that's the problem. I don't think they do know that. Yeah. No. And and that shuttlecraft, it's just. Uh, it's pretty get... sad looking. Like, you know, I won't be too mean, but it's pretty. It looks pretty sorry for itself. Yeah. Yeah. I I never liked the design when they first had it built. Hmm. So it's just, it, it's not, it's like they've gone for a Delta Flyer sort of shuttlecraft, mm -hmm. but just got every aspect ratio wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what you was first greeted with. And just tucked behind there was a lonely Borg uh, regeneration chamber. Yes, which they did that back in 2016 as well. I remember that there. And it's just like, yeah, it just... It doesn't look right on its own, and I don't get it because they have the other ones. So I don't know what mm -hmm. they do with the other ones. I don't know why they drag that one out of the warehouse, but I don't know if the other ones are on too high a shelf for them to be bothered to get up there. So I don't know what it is, but it's a shame because obviously people do go to have their photo taken with it like we did, but for us it was like right at the end of the day where we were just like, oh, we didn't do that. Should we do that now real quick? And it's... But the photo... Like it's never going to look that great because it's just you in the chamber, and then just two white walls either side of you or whatever it is. Yeah, because even if you had a painted wall or or like a picture of 
like the shuttle bay or something else just behind it. Yeah, that would do. I mean, they could even, if they had a bit more sense, they could have made money out of it. They could have had the green screen up there and selling pictures of it, just like I'm pretty sure they do with some captain's chair or something. Yeah, that's the Discovery captain's chair that they do that with. um, That bloody ball chamber, you could just put that on wheels and just say, what do you want, chair or chamber? Just push yeah. one aside or whatever. It would work. Yeah, but that to way. be fair, with with the amount of uh, space that they had, like they had put up a huge green screen, and they only used this one tiny section for the chair, which made me think: Did they have other things that they were going to do photo ops with, but just mm. decided not to? Because the green screen, uh, green screen at the back wall was huge. Yeah, yeah, you're considering. Right. It was just like the one chair, but yeah, no, it's 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 odd choices like that, like where they've had previous huge set pieces that they've had built, yeah, and they including that don't ball chamber, them. which I, I've got a photo of it somewhere. It was it was way bigger. It was five six times the size of that of that you know single ball chamber. Yeah, and also I don't know if they had it at the 2014 one with you but at the 2012 one they had like the next generation transporter set up and it was like a whole thing that you would walk in they had the bottom they had the sides they had the top and also like there was an app that you could download to like take your picture and make it look like you were beaming out yes they did i'd forgotten about that but they did some somewhere there's one of me doing that but Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know where. I don't know if I've got to go on a website to find it or something. But yeah, you're right. Where the hell did that stuff like that go? I don't know. And then it's like the it, we all know the TNG bridge got to a point of absolute disrepair that uh, they probably didn't even bother to bring it out this year. And but, the... or, or did they? Because they were charging for pictures with George on the bridge. Oh no, that's TOS bridge. Sorry, I I meant. Did I say TOS? I meant TNG bridge. Right, right. I see. I do yes, I I don't think the TNG bridge was there. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. No, it wasn't. And then also the uh, like... the Voyager bridge was uh, <clears throat> supposed to be there or was there, depending on <laughs> how you look at it. But uh... and it's it, it's like another brilliant set piece that they had previously was Quark's bar. And yes, they, they why didn't bring the hell that back. do you not bring that back? I was just I was just looking at pictures of it just a minute ago of you and me stood on it with your brother and there were some really good pictures. I really and enjoyed that. But it's I don't understand if you've put the money into creating these pieces, why do you not keep the maintenance of them going and then just reel them out every time because having all of these set pieces people love to see them and people love to have their photos with them when they're accurate yeah and the quarks one was pretty good that uh whatever year that was um that was 2018 18 yeah sounds about right like uh they shocked both of us we were just like oh it's much better than we thought, you know. It's yeah, it's not amazing, but it's very good. You know, it was but, definitely very good. But also, the thing is, it's like you'd 
wheel that out to have just like people can have their photos taken with it and you can just charge them a couple of quid or like they had Max there. You could have yeah. Max having a photo with it, you. It, if you've got like an bar. iconic set like that, you could have Max, you could have Nanar on there, whoever. Yeah, exactly. And Andrew people... Robinson, you know, like you can have like the option, like you know, have a photo with them just with the screen or have it here. And it's like most people are going to say, oh, you're charging me £10 extra, I'll have it there. Then I, I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Every exactly. Time. Exactly. Even if you only charge like the extra five or whatever, it's it's like it it would. Well, this is Showmasters; they charge an extra ten. Um, but yeah, no, it, it it makes sense to me. And I suppose that brings us to they had promised the uh, cast and crew shoots of Voyager on the Voyager bridge. Yeah, this is the big one, one of the biggest talking points. Like before, you know, for us, it was like months we were talking about it where we'd seen stuff going on. And then for other people, it, it was a few weeks. And then, mm-hmm. and then I, I can only presume there was a lot of angry people over that weekend, like in person. Um, oh. I even, um, we'll talk about it in a second, but I, I even got tricked myself into believing that people were coming, which I don't mm-hmm. believe ever had any real intention of being there and that's where you talk about you know shady tactics and stuff and i think there was some of that going on i like to say i like to try and be impartial and stuff but i don't think they did stuff Mm -hmm. uh showing masters this year to help themselves i don't know that means i might not get my press pass next time and if that's the case so be it because i'm not shitting on them i'm just being honest that I didn't like the way they did business this year. I, I didn't think it was very fair. I, I think a lot of people out there felt duped. Well, the thing is, it's like we know that uh, they knew beforehand of what, like the, the guests that were going to be cancelling, but they mm. decided. That rather than announcing those and having those gaps, they wanted to um, sort I think they out wanted to advertise them all to the last minute. And it was yeah. only that some of these uh, celebrity guests that just announced it themselves on Twitter or wherever it was, you know, just saying, I'm not going to that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's thing- when stuff would start to kick off online then. Like, all the people are like, hang on a minute. You're still selling me tickets to this group shoot and for photos for that person on their own. But they've just said they're not doing it. And it would take Showmasters, mm-hmm. like, nearly a week to update their website. And, oh, and they're, oh God, it, it was just a mess. Well, and the thing is, the thing is, I can understand you wanting to have other guest announcements to put out to be like, okay, well, yeah, they've cancelled, but look, we've got these guys now. Mm. However, the longer that you hold out on that and the longer that you're taking bookings for those guests and the longer that you're not announcing that, it really causes a situation where you lose the trust of the people that are attending your event. And also, uh, yeah. and also, it's a situation of because they don't exactly have the best 
uh, money back policy in the sense of you're not getting it. Um, you, uh, you, you have people that then buy a ticket for 300 odd pounds for the entire car so they then get told no well some people have cancelled so you're going to get a credit for like 70 quid or whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, and have it with the rest of the cast because now four of them aren't turning up some people at that point might have been okay well that's fair enough and then suddenly the only full-time crew of the Voyager that you're getting in that cast photo is Kate Mulgrew and Garrett Wong along that, with it, that I think that what they should have just cancelled the whole thing of that and give mm-hmm. everybody their money back on that one I really do because yeah. I, I, I just think that was really unfair on the fans mm-hmm. really really unfair and I know um, Jason Joyner of Showmasters tried to make excuses and make out like, oh, we're doing the right thing. We're trying to do the right thing for you, trying to do the right thing for the actors. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you sold that as one thing, as a mm-hmm. Voyager cast photo. And if you looked on their website at the time, they were using a picture of the Voyager crew, the real mm-hmm. cast. And obviously, like you've not written specifically, oh, it's this person, this person. But obviously, everyone's going to think, okay, that's all the names that come up at the beginning of the show, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's those nine or ten people or whatever. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, they just kept changing it over time and to the point where, where you said you've got two Voyager cast members and, and uh, Martha Hackett as well, who you could argue was main cast. But everybody oh, else no. was literally just guest actors, like people yeah. where you can't remember the actor's name, you can't remember the name of the, you know, most... Uh, fans can't remember the name of the characters they played it was just mm-hmm. like embar- i can only imagine it must have been, been embarrassing for some of the fans the customers who were paying for that and the people in that picture what the you, the you know the, the guests that are getting paid you know like the uh the guy from the holodeck thing you know which we were sort of having a chuckle about over the weekend like they had him be part of the voyager talk and like Kate Mulgrew's like asked him a question and he goes, What do you want from me, woman? That was his only line on the stage. Yeah. And it's like I, 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 like, can, oh, I can see it, it from was... both their points of view. Like Kate Mulgrew's like, What's wrong with this guy? But it's like I think I know what's wrong with that guy. He's been invited to this convention. No one wants to meet him. <laughs> no one wants to be in a photo with him, but some of them are being forced to. <laughs> Yeah. And now he's being asked questions about a show he was on for one day, and he can't remember the name of the character he was either. No, you know? he knows nothing about it. And uh, the other one that they chucked in was Alice Krieger, mm. as well. Yeah, Which... yeah, I do, I do love the woman. I do, you know, I do love her role I... in First Contact, and but, but she's not Voyager cast. No, no, she <laughs> was a. More she well was known only... guest star, but yeah. still a guest but, star. Well, the thing is, the Ball Queen, sure, she's very prominent in Voyager. However, Alice Krieger was only in one episode of Voyager, which yeah. was Endgame. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty pretty bad. I mean, and the, the situation that you've got there then is if you booked that ticket and you then on the day you're like hang on that's not the cast i don't want my photo with them you ain't getting your fucking money back 
No. And you, um, have, you have no choice. You're either losing your money or you're having that photo. And I'll I'll tell uh, the listeners a bit about my experience um, where I, I didn't pay for that. I'd wanted that because I'd been keeping my eye on that for like a year and a half they were advertising that. And I was like, it's a lot of money, but if I save up for it, you know, I might get it near, you know, the last few weeks leading up to it, which I was prepared to do. Um, but when I could see that people were dropping off, I was like, okay, well, it was all the Voyager people I wanted to meet. So I thought, if I can't meet them all together, I'll meet them separately. I'll, I'll just see whoever's coming. So when all these other people started cancelling, like Jerry Ryan, Ethan Phillips, whoever, um, and then I'm like left with these other cast members from Voyager, I was like, okay, I'll meet Tim Russ on his own. I'll meet Roxanne Dawson on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I really did leave it to what I thought was the last minute where like showmasters put out their schedules like saying oh this person's doing their photo at this time they're doing this you know having a talk at this time and then it was like literally just a day or two before like in some cases it was like a day I think you know they're having the convention on the the fr- uh, Friday and then they're still announcing on Thursday but oh Roxanne Dawson's not coming now and mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck? How is she not coming now? How was she coming yesterday? But now she's not. And then, like, yeah, so I I wouldn't say I lost £80, but I feel like I was duped, I think is a fair word for me, out of £80. £80 that you wouldn't necessarily have spent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would have been quite happy to say, okay, they're not coming. Okay, put it back in my bank. I'll spend it on a day out with the family, you know, doing this, that, or the other, whatever it may be. But um, I was suddenly left with over £80 in vouchers. And it's like, I don't want your bloody vouchers. I want my money. But Mm -hmm. it's like, I knew once I got my own sort of personal response back from them saying like, oh, we're just doing vouchers. You know, you can't have cash. Like, that's what, this is an argument I'm not going to win. I can see people online were doing the same sort of thing um, and losing their minds over it. And I I understand where they're coming from. I don't think it's fair. But for me, I was just like, sod it. I'm not going to sit on this voucher or these vouchers for a year or God knows how long, because I don't know when I'll go to another Showmasters event. It could be years away for all I know. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, sod it. Like, I'm going to use them now. So I actually had fun with it. Um, so I had Tim Ross cancel, um, Roxanne Dawson, and I'm sure somebody else. Who else cancelled at um, the last minute from the... I'm just trying to think out of the last minute. Uh, or was it just them for me? I think it might have just been them two because... Yeah, because I got them both on the Voyager Bridge, so they were more expensive photos. Yeah. Yeah, I think it might have just been those two for me because I did leave it to what, like I said, I thought was the last minute. Because I think Picardo, uh, uh, the others had already cancelled yeah. by that point. Yeah, they were much earlier on. So, yeah, I think it was just those two. Basically, Roxanne, I think, was like 60 quid or something and... Uh, Tim Russ was, uh, no, maybe she was 55, and then mm-hmm. Tim Russ was like 25 or 30 on the bridge, something like that. Mm-hmm. 
So I was just left with over eighty pounds. I've still got five pounds now, but I don't know what I'm going to use it on. But uh, but I was like, okay, like I'll um, I'll have fun with this. So what did I get? Oh, and by the way, before I say what I got, I'll just say um, I did have some positive experience. I I, I did meet Garrett Wong and have a picture yeah. on their bridge. I I met Kate Mulgrew. I've met. Catherine uh, Janeway now, which is pretty cool. Now that I've I've met two captains. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. So those are the ones that I I knew I was doing, but uh, but yeah. So with my vouchers, I got because there was a lot of people on there that I'd even met, or you know, for whatever reason, I wasn't too bothered about photo. I I got creative, so. I basically paid for two photos with uh, John Billingsley, who plays mm-hmm. Dr. Phlox from Enterprise. And the reason I did this is because I thought, Do you know what, I'm going with Wayne. I'd actually enjoy being in the picture with Phlox and Wayne. But the way that showmasters do things, uh, they do it differently to other companies. They won't let two people just get in one photo. They mm-hmm. ha- they insist that you both pay for a photo and then they give you one physical photo each. But like, if you have two people, they're both you know going to be friends or part of the same family most of the time, and like they're all going to share that photo anyway on their computer and whatnot. But uh, which I actually find really shitty of Showmasters because uh, I do. But, yeah, that's uh, another thing. Loads of people, including me, have criticised over the years. If you've got a family and you all like that show, and it, okay, so in my case, there's a family of five. All of us wanted our photo with John Billingsley. Mm-hmm. That is now 15 times five. So that's 75 quid. Where it's like, no. The, it, Just I for the record, five the, photos of the same thing. The very next week, Wales Comic Con, complete mm-hmm. opposite. Like my whole family in the pictures with everyone just one picture mm-hmm. that's it you're all in one cost one picture no messing and... about. saying that though i did buy two pictures for some of them because i was like i want one of them on my own as well with kenny omega mm-hmm. or whoever it might be that's a wrestler by the way yeah um, no, and but that's how it should be because yes. it takes up it takes up no extra time and it takes up no extra valuable printing paper that you've had shipped in from Europe at extra cost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so it's no it's crazy. It is crazy that they they do that and that is a thing. But I'll I'll yeah, just so, I'll tell people what I did with my other vouchers and then I'll go back to talking about John Billingsley in a minute as well. Which mm-hmm. was one of the, the the highlights of the day. I also got two pictures with Max Grudenchik because um, I knew that uh, we'd all be happy to see each other. You know, having history yeah. with Max, I just just thought it would be nice. And I thought, and it I was, was correct lovely. about this, that we might have such a busy day that that might be our only opportunity to say, "All right, mate," and, and that and it, was the case for me. It anyway. literally, it literally was because Max is it. With Max being the all-round amazing nice guy that he is, he is. His cue, his cue at his table was always huge, and that it is was, simply yeah. because he takes. That's his not us being biased or nice or something because we've got history. Just it that really is the case. It's always loads of people in it. 
And that is mainly because he takes his time with every single person mm-hmm. and has a conversation. And when he's like doing his autograph, it's never a quick squiggle. He really thinks and contemplates where he's putting that autograph and yeah. what he's using. And then he dries it with his little fan. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. And it's, it's just what he always does. And that's what we love about him. And that's why he's always so busy at these events is because he's giving every attendee the time that they deserve that he thinks these people have gone out of their way to come and see me i'm gonna talk to them i say well done him as well i I think that's a good way to do it oh it's an amazing way to do it and i I think uh, sometimes people like organizers or whoever need to be reminded like both people on the sides of those tables on either side of the tables were just people we're all human yeah. beings, you know. We don't have to act like cattle or whatever mm-hmm. else it is you you want to pretend the people are. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, that was the only opportunity we got to see Max. And then you also um... I got um, two pictures on the uh, uh, and well, everyone's an audio listener because we don't put this on YouTube anymore. So I'm doing quotation marks. Got two pictures of me and Wayne on the Voyager bridge. Because Jude books all of this the day prior. Yeah, it, it, I did. I was just like, sod it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just thought, I'm not sitting on 80 pounds, 85, I think it was, 85 mm. pounds worth of vouchers for for a year, for two years, and I might lose that email or something and go, oh, God, where's that code? And you know, I'm not the sort of person yeah. who can write it down and say, oh, I'm going to put it in this place and I'll remember where it is. Like, no, it's not happening. So I was like... I've got to use these on something. So I was very happy with those uh, six choices. I was, and I, I, I just like to say, I'm so grateful uh, that you uh, did do that because it, it was good fun and uh, the pictures were great. They yeah, were amazing. no worries. I, I'm, I'm so much happy uh, for having you uh, in those pictures with me. And uh, uh, before we talk about John Billingsley, we should talk about the Voyager Bridge. Yeah, because... better get another one, better rip that plaster off as well. Like we've said it a little bit, but uh but yeah, so our first sighting of the bridge. We were very hopeful, but we had insight that other people didn't. We knew a little bit about it ahead of time that it was going to be a concentrated version of the bridge. Uh well, which that's... I kind of understood that, but then like you'd but think that's the thing. We had said beforehand, we had said to each other, the Voyager Bridge is a really fucking awkward bridge to actually do a photo yes. shoot with. Yeah, because it's said that so times. wide. We yeah. said, like, if they built the whole thing, it's like you would never, it would be such a wide shot. So you would need to, it's like maybe, it's like if they think outside the box, maybe if they did do the whole bridge, they had like Harry Kim's station and Two mm-hmm. Box station, then you could do individual photo shoots with harry at his areas yeah yeah you could have individual photo shoots with uh tim russ at tuvok station uh so but then we uh we thought that they probably were just going to do a smaller version so they done just the middle section not including uh tom's helm bit literally just that's not there uh but because uh, of that You'd you'd think that would make it easier for them, especially like having two years to do it. You'd mm-hmm. think that would mean okay, so they're only doing uh, 
sort of like a three meter space here wide. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will make it a lot easier for them, right? So it's going to look really good, right? <laughs> I um, I I got into my hotel because I stayed in London the night before. That was a last-minute thing as well. I was like, I can't be driving up in the morning. That's going to be crazy. So I got an extra night. Um, and so I was I was just sat on the bed in the hotel room on my own. I just thought I may as well have a look what people's experiences have been today on the Friday so I know what to expect tomorrow. And, like, mm-hmm. that was just the thing that kept coming up. Like, people were having a good laugh with it uh, and mocking it and stuff. And I say rightfully so. To be honest, mm-hmm. like it was pretty, pretty poor. It was a fucking awful. The thing is, right, when you're building these bridges, you're selling these photo opportunities as like, uh, like you're going on the bridge. I yeah. remember when I remember when they first done DST and they had the TNG bridge and the TOS bridges. I th- I think the-, the TNG bridge, like when it started, was very good. I think they did a good job personally. Well, the thing is, the TNG bridge, when it was at the first event, it was near enough one-to-one spot on. Mm. It, it was really, really good. I remember some people, uh, I think some people's criticisms were like, oh, the carpet's not quite right. And That's okay, like, though, because the carpet's not really in the bloody picture, you know. Yeah, but, but, uh, other than that, it was pretty good. It was pretty spot on. I know that speaking to... Uh, like our contacts at the showmasters, they said like the problem with that bridge was uh, when they initially built it, the people what, who that built bridge it, TNG bridge, you mean the TNG bridge? Mm. Yeah, uh, they built it specifically only for that one event. They never intended it to be taken apart and put back up. So in the end, like it just got more and more wore down. Where they they like making it smaller they're taking parts away they're like then just using gaffer tape to hold bits together yeah so it so it's it's like at least at one point that tng bridge was given the attention it needed the tos bridge even like the tos bridge is easier to replicate because it's like replicating the 60s show but yeah that looks like the tn uh, the tos bridge the voyager bridge uh, people, most people's comment was, "Oh my god, look at the barber shop!" Yeah, because there the were chairs, barber chairs. The funny thing was, people uh, eagle-eyed Someone, people were like, "Yeah, they found them on eBay and and said, yeah. like, here's the link. They're sixty-five yeah. quid each, or whatever." Yeah, so it's like, yeah, you could make your own Voyager bridge by what, going your to own Amazon Voyager and... barber shop. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, like I saw things like the next day that we were there as well, because there was a moment where suddenly I was on my own for a part of the day um, and I sat down and had some lunch and I was just like looking on online then and, and someone had like posted a picture from the same spot where I was sat, where they said like uh, Costa Coffee has got better Voyager seats for the actual <laughs> Voyager bridge. And I was like, Shit, yeah, they're right. <laughs> yeah. That's that really weird. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, but yeah, no, it just seems like, as you said, considering they had two years to build this bridge, it was a really, really cheap 
lazy effort that even after like, all the other stuff, like you know, if they'd done well on that, they would have got some brownie points. But they really let themselves down. They really yeah. did. So yeah, so it, but it, unfortunately, it, it's one of them things. Judah books the tickets before seeing it, it books them yeah. photo shoots before seeing the Voyager Bridge. I, I still don't regret so, that decision. Oh, no, I, not I knew at all. I was taking a gamble. And also something I'd said on the pod was because I was aware of what they'd been doing in the conventions in America with uh, perspex screens and, and social distancing and sometimes both in the same picture. I had been saying for months that like surely with the Voyager Bridge, like you can both go maskless and you don't mm-hmm. have to have any physical contact and you're already socially distanced. Like mm-hmm. you never have to come in contact with that other person. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd had that in my head the whole time where if I'm getting pictures, you know, if I'm paying bigger money for pictures, like Kate Mulgrew, whatever she was, like 65 mm-hmm. quid or something on the bridge, um, I feel like I'm taking less of a risk on there than if I do the the other pictures. And, and, and with mm-hmm. them, I, I knew that there was a risk, but I was just like, sod it. Um, and I've got a funny story to tell about that in a minute anyway. But um, but yeah, with the, one good thing they did on their bridge was um, because a lot of the guests were uh, asking for Perspex screens in the photo shoots. They put them on the bridge and you can't see them very well. You have to look to be able to see them in the photos. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kate Mulgrew's like got one to the left of her face and I've got one to the right of mine but on the picture they just look like a, a tiny white line yeah it, so you it, can't really tell no you can't um, so I'm very happy with those two pictures with uh, Kate and uh, Garrett yeah no that and, is good because ours, is... ours are funny but uh, but yeah we were literally yeah. mocking the bridge in our pictures we had one sitting down, which you would say yeah, that's we a had serious one normal picture. One. Yeah. We had one normal one. And then we had one where we were standing behind uh, the uh, the uh, chairs at the top, uh, giving it the DX crotch, uh, cro- crotch oh, chop. DX crotch chop. So yeah. any wrestling fans will know that. That's like basically both us uh, pointing to our groins. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, we're doing it because we're wrestling fans and it makes us like, but I felt like, you know, this is what we think about this bridge. It's, yeah, which yeah. which stands for suck it. And yeah. it, that bridge really did suck. It did. It did. I mean, at least people man- managed to have a laugh with it and stuff. And uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not too disappointed with my pictures with, with Kate and Garrett because it's about them. I, I can mm-hmm. laugh about it. It could have looked worse. I mean, I've seen, you know, mock-ups at con- other conventions, but usually those conventions have got a lot less money. They're working mm-hmm. with a lot less money and a lot less t- uh, time and stuff. That looks but, like a bridge that we would have put together. Yeah, I, I really think we could have done. I mean, all I think we could have maybe just, done better. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people could have done. Like, I, I know people were joking around, but like bloody hell come on like you you sat on these chairs that look nothing nothing apart from the fact that they are chairs otherwise yeah. like they've got nothing to do with the ones from the show and it's like god it's not that much going on in the photo like you could have got that right seriously 
And on the background, literally, uh, someone found the uh, auction for it as well. It is like just an Elkar's display of Voyager, but it's a printed off poster thing that they've bought yes. off of eBay. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, God. So it's like literally the the background is also just been you, bought. Yeah, you could have at least yeah you could have at least paid for um you know lights, a, a backlit yeah. thing and stuff. Like it's not hard. Like no. we know you've got the money because it's our fucking money. But yeah, anyway, no, exactly. And it's yeah. So it's just all in all, the Voyager Bridge was pretty shit. Pretty dodgy. Yeah. It was a but, shame. But that's what it is. But it, it, you're, uh, tell everyone about the photos with John Billingsley. Okay, yeah. So as I said earlier, John Billingsley, uh, Dr. Phlox, was a highlight of uh, our day. Uh, I'm very happy about that. But um, the moment I saw that he had been confirmed to DST, he was a, a, a late confirmation. So for that reason, I was like, well, he's got to be coming then, hasn't he? He's not going to confirm two weeks ahead of, uh, two, three weeks, whatever it was, ahead of the thing. He was one of the ones they were announcing as they were announcing the cancellations or admitting the cancellations of some of the other ones, which I was really happy about. He, he's someone I've always wanted to meet from Trek. Enterprise is one of my top two favorite series and He's one of my favourite characters from the show. Always thought the character is very funny and cool. And for what little I've seen of the actor in interviews, he seems like a good laugh and a nice guy. Um, and yeah, that turned out to be true in person as well. Like really nice experiences with him. But uh, but yeah, I'm blabbering. A, a, a few weeks beforehand, I uh, I thought I knew I was going to be meeting Wayne there. I knew I was going to be meeting um, the Engage Boys. So I decided to make a present for everyone uh, and for John Billingsley as well. It was just an idea that just popped into my head. I decided to get some, um, what, what would you say, like uh, custom custom face masks, uh, you know, COVID face masks where you can uh, print whatever you want on them. And I just thought I would print up, uh, I, I'd get the best picture I could of Flocks doing his CGI smile from Enterprise. Um, I can't remember. Is it the episode uh, A Night in Sick Bay? Is it that one? I don't know. Maybe. I think it is, yeah. Uh, but where, yeah, he just does a really over-the-top smile to Captain Archer, and I just thought, if I could get that on a mask, like that would just look so funny. And I thought, if I can give it to John Billingsley, even better. Like, And if the guy actually genuinely liked it and appreciated it, how cool would that be? Um, so I paid for that. I, I think I paid about uh, twenty quid or something for four masks, which I don't think is too bad. Um, and they arrived before the event, which I was happy about. And uh, and yeah, I think uh, you found it amusing. Like it, it, if you wear the mask, it makes you look crazy because the mouth looked good, but the nose looked yeah. massive. And I yeah. kept saying I thought it makes you look like uh, like sloth from the Goonies or something. Um, I'm sure we'll, Wayne will, will have put some pictures out. You could put it on the 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 uh, picture of this. Uh, I was going to put this pod, as a thumbnail. The thumbnail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go for it. 
Um, I think Simon and Jamie appreciated it from the Engage podcast, but I don't think they knew yeah, what to do did. with it. I think they yeah, were like, no, they did appreciate it. Yeah, but um, basically, just at one point in the first half of the day, I just thought, I know I've got my picture with John Billingsley at like one o'clock or something, but I thought, I'm just, I'm just going to walk straight up to him and just say, here you go, mate, I got your present. Um, you know, I hope you like it. I'm going to have a picture with you later on. If you want to bring it along, I'd really appreciate it. And he absolutely loved it. He he was really happy to receive it. He was wanting me to take pictures of him on his phone and my phone and looking at it. And he just thought it was a good laugh. And, um, and sure enough, later on in the day, um, when we had the two pictures with him, he'd remembered to bring it across. So we had one picture, just normal picture with him, which is great. I really like that picture, which I think I got signed later on in the day by him as well. You did. Um, yeah. And and then one where all three of us are wearing the masks and we just look like, oh, I don't know what we look like. I mean, I guess crazy people. he looks a bit like Dr. Flox because he is Dr. Flox because he's got the right eyes. Mm. Oh, you've got it there. I have got it here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just looks bizarre with the nose. Just looks crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we look like a bank robber. <laughs> like a really messed up bank robber. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> 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 Please take it off. I know we're, I know we're in an audio <laughs> podcast, but I can't sit here with you like that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, got two great pictures out of that, and uh, yeah, and it was good to see a CGI smile on his face and a real one. And I, I think he enjoyed. And we gave other people like who were queuing up at that time a good laugh watching us. I think as well. Oh, it definitely. People found it very funny, and mm. so it, because it was funny because we had our first photo, and then just as she's going, okay, then and Jude's uh, gone. No, no, no. Wait one second. Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> and then uh, we got out our masks, and uh, John's gone. Ah, I have one as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking for it in all of his pockets. Yeah. And just the end. The anticipation of like when he found it, and then uh, all of us putting the masks on, people just found it very funny. Yeah, no, that was a moment. That that's one to remember forever. I think that yeah. is definitely a brilliant uh, trek experience and a brilliant trek mate experience as well. Yeah. Oh no, definitely, definitely. So that was uh, that was definitely a highlight. I uh, I oh, uh, sure. really enjoyed doing that. And uh, so it, and then myself, what I ended up buying at the event, I had, in anticipation, done what I said I was going to do. I ended up buying three more canvases uh, to go on my wall to eventually get all of the casts signed. I was only going to get a Voyager one, but then there turned out to only be two cast members. Again, <laughs> so, so I ended up buying a TNG and Enterprise canvas as well. And they and are bloody nice, mate. They're really good. I know you didn't make them or anything. You just bought them, but uh, very, yeah. very clear, nice images. Very yeah. uh, cool posters, canvases. Yeah, basically, I just went onto Google Images and tried to get the 
uh, best pictures that I could for them and then emailed a guy on eBay that prints canvases and it was like, can you print uh, make these for us? And he's like, yeah, no worries. They, they are absolutely so... <laughs> lovely. Even without any uh, signatures on there, like they would still go great on a wall in any uh, Trekkie's house or man cave, mm-hmm. woman cave, whatever you want. Yeah. No, no, definitely. So I took them along with my DS9 um canvas i had from the previous year yeah and ended up getting uh autographs from uh nana visitor mm-hmm. uh, uh who was absolutely lovely she was really busy she was going to give us a bumper but uh she was having to run off so oh, i was going to go i was going to go back to her later in the day but then i forgot never mind so... we, we we did a lot that day i i think it was a wise choice to go for the one day. Like we could have got, well, not bored. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe bored if we'd stayed for more. Mm-hmm. But uh, but 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 just having the one day made it nice and packed. You know, there was always something to be doing. There was always choices of things to do. Yeah, and I, I think um, by the end of it, we we got most of what we wanted done. Yeah, I, no, I think so. I think this year definitely one day was the right amount. Um, also then I got, uh, Andrew Robinson's autograph as well. And yes, cool. I, I was so happy. I had finished, uh, reading a stitch in time, uh, before going. So, uh, I was just happy to have a very brief discussion with him about a stitch in time. Nice. And, uh, got a bumper off of him for the, uh, for the podcast as well and he was lovely he was absolutely lovely did he do much different in the bumper to the one that we already had i haven't checked to be honest i haven't checked yet it we'll find out i'll play them both at some point i can't i think all he says in the one that i got a couple of years back is just this is andrew robinson garrick from deep space nine and you're listening i, I think that's all he says I no, I got more than that from him. Good. Yeah, he he definitely done something different. Good. He definitely did something different. I'll, I'll put that. I think on. my favorite. I I don't think if anything, and I'm not just saying it because I got it or anything, but my favorite will always be Renee's. I think. Yes. And you, you lucky lucky fools! <laughs> I love yeah. that one so good. I do love that. There, uh, I I love them all. But oh, I like the Trek mated one as well, obviously. By yeah, um, uh, you've been Trek mated, mate. Yeah, uh, by Dominic Keating and uh, Anthony Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That Very is a good. good one. And then I don't, I don't know. I have, I like, I, I love the. Did I not get one from Jeffrey Combs? What was I thinking? No, I think you did. Did I? I know I got the uh, really shoddy no, no, interview. No, you did. did no, I? you did. Okay. You did get one. From, no, you did get one from Jeff Combs. The founders are wise. Oh, what he says in that. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Trouble is, I I don't listen back to the pod as much as I should these days. But uh, but I I'll listen to the first few seconds at least for the next few episodes, just so I can hear yeah. all the new bumpers. Or I would just send them over to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would make more sense. 
Yeah, no, I, the, I'll um... listen to the pods when it's not me on there, but um, even then, I, I take my time sometimes doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, well, you got to do what you got to do, ain't you? Yeah, well, there's only so but... much time in a day. I'm always saying it. Exactly. Um, so I was really happy to speak to him for the first time, and he was lovely. He, he is um... a nice bloke. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't see him at all that day. Actually, only like in the distance. Mm-hmm. There was a few people I didn't see. I didn't see George Takei at all once that day. Um, Marina Sertis, well, George, I didn't see her once. George, I saw from a distance once on the bridge. But other than that, he was being hidden behind walls for yeah. autographs, as well as Kate Mulgrew. Um, I don't know so, why they feel the need to do that. I really can't imagine yeah. that it's those people asking for that themselves. I, I think it's more the organisers try, just trying to make it seem like these are the special people. You yeah. can't see, you have to pay to see the special people. That's just if my opinion. Wanna, but If you want to lock eyes with Kate Mulgrew, you are paying £65. Yeah. That being said, like the Voyager Bridge again, in quotation marks, was completely exposed. Mm-hmm. So when yeah, that so, was happening, yeah, anyone could have a look. Yeah, very strange. Very strange. Uh, so then I also got John Billingsley's uh, autograph mm-hmm. on the Enterprise canvas, and he was uh, lovely as well. Did and, we get a bumper uh, from him? I did get a bumper from him. Good man, good man. Yeah, I did get a bumper from him. And then also um, I got uh autograph from Garrett Wong. So did I, uh, yeah, on my uh, Voyager... Uh, bridge photo with me and him. Excellent. I got him to write uh, like a snake through a tube on there. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. But, so he's uh, he, no. He, I got a bumper from him as well. Good. And he. Oh, I look yeah. forward to all of them. I was uh, I was glad that he uh, was willing to do it because literally they had told two people in front of me. It, it, but when it got to like two people in front, they had said to Garrett, uh, "You've got to go to a talk." That was the same and... for me, but I, I guess maybe a different talk, but the same when I, I was doing mine and wasn't expecting yeah. him to do it. But yeah, he was still a decent dude. Just, I was just like, "Oh, if it wasn't for the fact that you're about to do a talk, I was going to get you to write like a snake through a tube." And he was like, oh, "I'll still do it. I'll still do it." Hmm. But yeah, but to, no, to say was... that you've got a bumper from him in the same situation, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, he was really, really, really lovely. No, I think he is a, t- happy... a top bloke, really, Garrett, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, he was, uh, I'm uh, glad that he, uh, and it's funny because uh, the person in front, he's gone, um, uh, it, it, with every person that approaches his table, he'd always uh, point to the thing on his table and go like, uh, listen to the Delta Flyers uh, podcast. Follow us here. Yeah, uh, and I uh, I just went up to him. I was like, oh, no need to sell, uh, no need to sell me that uh, you're preaching to the converted. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, yes, we have a listener. <laughs> oh, they have at least two because I've been listening to them loads yeah. in the last month or so. Is oh, is it, that? It's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I, uh, I it's love very good. Podcast. They remind, uh, apart from there's no swearing, they remind me of us a lot of the time because they're mm-hmm. talking about Voyager episodes and they're like talking through it scene by scene and like 
they often pick out the exact same points we did. Mm-hmm. You know, like the yeah. uh, the alien episode with uh, you know uh, Janeway Ripley. I forgot mm-hmm. what that's called now. Like, but you know what um, I'm saying. Like as they're going through it, it's like microcosm. Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. Like they pick on all the on same the points, microcosm. and I was just like, oh, it's so weird. Yeah, like, and you know. uh, but also I enjoy hearing their insights. Exactly. Yeah, that's the major difference there. You know, they they're on yeah. the bloody show. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And uh, then I also got an autograph from Martha Hackett. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I met her and interviewed her and got a bumper from her previously, but I just yeah. don't have her autograph. So I had her autograph on the Voyager canvas. And you asked um, her a question when we watched the Voyager talk, which got yeah, a I did. round of applause. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. All right, uh that was nice. Uh, we'll talk about the Voyager talk in a second. But then also I got uh, Kate Mulgrew's autograph. Oh, yes, because, you did, yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd better get it because you, you, they might whack up her price by another fucking 20 quid by the time she comes back. Yeah, it's again a next time. yeah. Well, I remember when she was over for DST in 2012, it was £35. I honestly, I've got to say, um, I, I don't really have an opinion about it or anything, but uh, I, I'm very surprised that that she was one of the ones that did turn up. I was mm-hmm. sure in the lead up to this DST that she was going to be one of the ones to definitely cancel. So to actually mm-hmm. see her there and doing all these photos and autographs, I was very surprised. Yeah. Yeah, and she was as lovely as the last time that I met her. It's just yeah. that with with Kate, she's very restricted on how much time she has because she's got to get through so many autographs and so many Yeah, uh, and I totally O-O's. get that. When I spoke to her on the bridge, it was brief, but she was very polite, very nice, and mm-hmm. um, she looks happy in the picture. Yeah. Um, and I've seen other people's online and... She doesn't necessarily look as happy in the picture. I don't think those people have done anything wrong to upset her or anything, but I always say about these photo shoots, like it's got to be awkward when you're the, the guest star person who's um, having to sit there for hundreds or sometimes mm-hmm. thousands of photos, one after the other, you know, meeting someone, photo, meeting someone, photo, just over and over and over again. Like, yeah. Y- you can't be on that whole time. You can't be smiling in every single one. You can't just ask Shatner. Oh yeah. Well, Shatner's got it down. Hasn't he? I just <laughs> yeah. won't talk to you. I won't look at you and I'll just pull this really weird face looking in this, you know, he's a pro. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, like um, I'd be the same as them where, you know, not Shatner. I mean, where you want to, uh, you want to engage with the people a little bit. You want to be polite. You know, it's the least you you can do. Even though, like, your time is very limited yeah. in what you can do within those moments. Because the thing is, it's like, sure, if you was at a smaller convention, you get more time with people. But at these events, they're churning through hundreds of people. And I, and I totally understand through. that when I'm there. So if it is one of the bigger ones, like Patrick Stewart or Kate Mulgrew, like I'm always really polite myself, you know, I'll just go, Oh, hello. Really nice to meet you. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. 
And if it's someone yeah. uh, not so much in the demand, like Garrett, you know, I'd be like, hey, man, how's it going? You're right, dude, you know. Yeah, you can take your time yeah. with these people. And that's the thing with it's like with Kate. I think uh, what I mentioned is just like a very like just acknowledging I like love you. I love her. What <laughs> I loved her work on uh, uh, really fortunate hysterical on Orange Is the New Black. I've still only seen a couple of episodes. I do want to actually watch that show at some point. Yeah, properly all it, the way through. Yeah, the uh, the last season is the weakest season. How many is it? There might be five. Five. I think there might it might be less than that. I think it's about five. Mm. But yeah, no, and I re- uh, so just got that out, and also then like uh, when it's like passing a thing to uh, to sign, then also like her just like asking like, oh, where, where do you want it signed? And like, uh, I was like, what? Well, and what colour do you want? I was like, it's your choice. Just above my like, nipple. I was like, I'm happy for you to choose wherever you want, whatever you want. <laughs> That's it. So it bent over and gave him the arse crack. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, she, she was just lovely as ever. Did you let out a gaseous anomaly? I can't talk. Anomaly. Yeah. A gaseous anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> No, she went in a wormhole, though. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, and, and funny thing is, when I was queuing for that, because we had the press pass, I'm, I blagged to get into the front of the queue. Yeah, that, that was a good blag. <laughs> yeah, and and it, not that I fucking deserved it, because I got in way before all of the commanders, and I was in there with the admirals right at the front. I know what you're saying. You, you technically don't deserve it, but yeah, I, I'm glad but that you did for you. I'm I'm glad that I did because when they were giving out the ticket numbers for them, it's like they're like, okay, here's ticket number one hundred and sixty-five or whatever it was. I was like, okay, mm. and what time do you reckon I should come back? It's like, well, to be honest, probably tomorrow. Yeah, that's not and the answer like, you want. Yeah, I was like, uh, well, I'm pressed. I need to be at things. So, and then I managed to get in like straight away, luckily. But and when I was queuing, I was time. I thought, okay, I'm going to time to see how long each person takes to get their autograph. So it's like mm-hmm. when one person would walk out, I would start counting. Yeah, and then stop it when. And on average, people were there for between twenty to thirty seconds. Yeah, I'd say that's. Very believable, you know. Very yeah, normal at these things. And when I think someone's just in luckily, demand like that as well. I think just luckily for me, because the thing that I had was bulky and big and not easy to pass along. I think I whacked it up to about forty seconds there. Good. Yeah, I, I Good. got in the extra <laughs> fifteen seconds, so yeah. I made an impact. And then one other person I did get an autograph from that weekend was Marina Sirtis. Oh, okay, yeah, you did, but uh, I, I didn't see that. I, like I said, I didn't see her at all. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, no, she was she was there at a table most of the time. That's uh, she was, and I uh, <laughs> with her, I just said, uh, I said. Marina, you're not going to remember me at all. She's like, yeah. no, I don't. <laughs> and I was like, but uh, if I turn around and tell you that the last time I saw you was both 
in the back of a caravan. Yep. And then she's gone. She's gone. Oh shit! Manchester. She's <laughs> she's gone the Manchester caravan show. I was like, yeah. And then we had a, a brief conversation about how fucking crazy it was that she got invited to. Yeah, I still find it bizarre to this day that that that, ha- that happened. That you you if and it... her were my screen, not screensaver. Your like profile picture on my phone for years. For you. Well. That's it. Funnily enough, if uh, she if it makes anybody feel any better, Marina also thought it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> she thought it was equally as but strange. Hey, if someone rang well. me up right now and said, "Do you want to come and like be at this caravan show? We'll give you a thousand pounds or whatever for just sitting in a caravan," I'd just be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah do why that. not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure." I'm, yeah, and for her, back then, it was a question of, oh, it's a free ticket home. So, yeah, yeah I'll go and visit family. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I can't blame her at all. No, so that was really enjoyable. It, 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 so, for me, meeting all of the guests was fantastic uh, because yes. they were all what you wanted them to be. Um, the rest of the day, we spent looking around um, a lot of the stalls with Jamie and Simon. Yeah. Which I I thoroughly it, uh, one of my biggest highlights of the day was getting to spend so much time with you and Jamie and Simon. Yeah, I I would say exactly the same thing. I, I've sent like a, a short message to Jamie saying the same thing, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I was really happy with that. Like it did make my day. Um, oh. with, the, with the stalls, um, after I'd you know, look round everything, like, halfway through the day, I was like, there's some good stuff here, you know, like, obviously, David, our friend, is there, David and Sven, um, who's a great bloke, and he, I, I genuinely think he always has the best stall at these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I wish there was more stalls. Yeah, because the number of stalls wasn't exceptionally high in number no it wasn't there's probably is maybe under 10 oh yeah under 10 definitely and like you know some of them were very good some of them were well at least one of them was crap and that was the official Mm -hmm. um official like uh what do you call it Fancy, fancy dress uniform Oh, uh, then one official, official uh, CBS licensed, but they were crap. It was like the first thing I looked at when we were in there, and like you're literally asking me to my face, right in front of the people selling. What do you think? What do you think? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, uh... <laughs> like, shit. It, yeah, yeah. Just wait till like I'm at least four feet away before I'm like, yeah, it's crap. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. but no, they weren't good. But yeah, I, I'm sure I wouldn't have offended them anyway. That they're not making the bloody things. But um, but yeah, they're pretty bad. But uh, mm-hmm. most of the other stuff, like as I was going around the stalls, just kind of got better and better as I got to David's stall was the last one I looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, shall I tell yeah. people about no. st- stuff I bought? Because I, yeah. I bought a whole load of stuff. I I bought things like badges and stickers and magnets and pens and 
that sort of stuff. But um, I won't talk about them. I'll just talk about. Um, I got. Oh, you got a bargain. Do you know you what? Got, uh, three of the things I bought that weekend were all off the same store. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know what the deal was. Like, they seem to have like mass numbers of like the same products. I think basically that stall just bought excess inventory. Something from like that. Yeah. People. Yeah, so uh, what, one of the things, I, I got two wharfs. I got one wharf statue bust thing where it's just, uh, it's quite big and it's in from the waist up. Was that the bargain one, the mega bargain? That's the bargain. That was like 10 quid, wasn't it? It was 10 pounds. And I know I've seen that in comic book shops for like 40, 50 quid. I know I have. Um, yeah. So and to te- it, it, see that for 10 pounds, I was like, oh my God, is that a mistake? That's and know, it's really, really uh, uh, like a nice piece. It it's great, yeah. I mean, uh, I I can I've got it out now of the box, so I can show you. I've, obviously, everyone else can't see it, but uh, actually, no, it's here. The uh, it's sat on top of the leaflet, so they were called Jimmy's Drop Shop. If anyone's curious, it says mm-hmm. it on eBay. But yeah, here he is. It is brilliant. It's great. It's that really good. And that's a really nice well size. It is. That's a really nice size. And there's nothing uh, shoddy about it. It's really well done. Every part of it. But, um, but yeah, £10. I could not believe that. I, I couldn't walk away without, oh, God, they are sharp. sharp the uh, edges of that bat lift. <laughs> Seriously, like you could probably take an eye out with that. Bloody hell! I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> it's a good job I've got it high up and far back when it's on display. Out of reach. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from the same people, I got two other products, but I bought them all at different points of the day. I just ended up kept finding myself back there, and each of the three times I was like, that's a bargain. How are they selling that for that? So I also mm-hmm. got uh, another wharf who is a sort of semi posable figure, uh, plastic that time. This one's, I guess it's porcelain or I don't know what it is. The one we were just talking yeah. about, but the other one's like a plastic, uh, fi- a, a bit like the Necker figures that we have, but a lot less posable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was being sold as part of the DS9 collectible or whatever, even though unfortunately it doesn't appear to be a Cisco one. But he's got his um, DS9 era uniform on, and he, he's also got a batleth, which you can put in his hands or take it out. But why would you have it out when he's in like this attack position where he's holding it behind his head? It just makes yeah. no sense if he's not holding the batleth. But when he is... Mm-hmm. It looks very cool, like he's in mid-swing, about to take your head off. Um, Excellent. Also, very detailed. I can't remember how much that one was, but whatever it was, mm-hmm. I didn't mind parting with, I feel I feel like I want to say 15, 20 quid, something like that. It, yeah. it wasn't as much of a bargain as that one, the, the previous one for £10, but I was still like, wow, that is good. 
I'm not leaving without mm-hmm. that. And they had loads of them. But earlier on in the day, um, on that stall, they had like a like a bit at the end uh, where they they had uh, figures, um, older toys that were hung up on uh, bits there, and uh, they had a bunch of Enterprise toys, which it seemed for everyone else but me. When I say everyone else, I mean you, Jamie and Simon mm-hmm. had all seen them before. I'd never seen them. These uh, Enterprise figures. Uh, he's in reaching distance yes. as well. I'll just go grab him. Still not. They're actually... the, uh, the the playmates uh, run that they uh, done all for uh, Broken Bow. Oh, was it playmates? Was God, it they playmates? went up in quality. Then, if it is, wait, was it? No, I'm I'm getting that wrong. It can't. No, I don't no, think it's it was not. playmates. It's, it's um, Art Asylum. That's right, Art Asylum. Go. That's right. Wayne? Yeah. Just for you there. No, he looks brilliant. And I'll tell you what, the Archer figure is spot on. It's bloody brilliant. Like, I, I wouldn't have yeah. bought it otherwise if, it, if, it, if I didn't feel like it was a good representation of uh, Archer and Scott Bakula, but it's very, mm-hmm. very well done. Um, so they had a T'Pol there. Um there's not that many characters in the range. It's just to Paul Archer, Reed, um, Travis, and then, um, Mm -hmm. and then a Klingon and a Sulaban who like, I don't even know who they are. Clang and Silic, (laughs) Silic bang. Mm -hmm. But, um, I could only see one Archer. Um, and the the Tapal figure, she had a sixty pound price tag on her, and then um, I think like there was like a Malcolm Reed for like forty pounds or something. Yeah. Um, and then the Archer one, and there was like multiples of those, like two or three of those ones. But with the Archer mm-hmm. one, I could only see one what was hung up, and there was no price tag on it, and I was like. That's really good, and I, I, you know, put money aside for the for the whole weekend so I could have a good time and and be yeah. able be able to say a few times over the weekend, "Fuck it, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that." Mm-hmm. But with that one, it was just me and Jamie stood there, and I just said to him, "Like, uh, if this is under forty pounds, like I might just get this right now, and if it's anything forty or over." I think I'm going to have to leave it there. And if it's still there at the end of the day, I will consider it again. So it, after listening to the Engage podcast, Jamie was gutted that you found it. Oh, he <laughs> found speaks it about it on there. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to listen to that. Oh, sorry, Jamie, again. Um, but yeah, there was no price tag on it. You could actually see someone had peeled it off. And it wasn't me. I swear it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, so there was two girls like manning the stall and they looked really quite young, like either in their like late teens or early twenties. And they didn't look like Trekkies or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which a lot of the, the, the stall vendors there are. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought, yeah, I'll go and ask how much it is. You know, stick to my thing. If it's under 40, 
I might get it now if it's over, anything over. I'll have to think about it and see if it's there when I come back. And to my shock, um, they were. I asked one, yeah, how much is this? And they were both just asking each other, just go, I don't know, do you know? No, I don't know, I don't know. And just one of them came up with, uh, it's 30, it's, it's 30 pounds. And like, as soon as they said that, like my mind was just like, they've made a mistake. But don't tell them that. <laughs> like, just, just buy it, just buy it. Because that's you know you're absolutely fine with that. There's only one yeah. of them. Just just get it. Just get it and walk away. Um. So yeah, yeah, I couldn't give them that money fast enough to be honest. Like because I just felt like one of them was going to go. Oh no, sorry, no. Did I say thirty? I meant sixty. Yeah. Um. So, Didn't give them that opportunity. No, no. I was so pleased, but then immediately, yeah. Like the way I remember it is like. Jamie was just like, oh, is there another one of them? I was like, no, I don't think so, man. I don't, I'll have a look with you, but I don't think so. And he was like, because yeah. I really want that. And I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. And he was like, no, it's all right. You, you enjoy it, but I do really want one too. And I was like, oh, sorry, man, sorry. And <laughs> I must have apologized. What an yeah. <laughs> I did, It's not like I snatched it. I did pick it up first. <laughs> I'll have to yeah. listen to that oh. pod, though, to see if he tells a different story. Oh, he paints you in an awful light. Yeah. No, not really. The <laughs> he grabbed it out of my hands. <laughs> he ruined my convention. That was the moment I knew I would never listen to Trekmate again. Fucking hell, most people realise that much earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it, uh, yeah, and it, that is a lovely figure. I do love that figure. It's brilliant, and it's one of those ones as well where um, because he's in a completely untampered with box, like it, it's it's that difficult, geeky decision. Do I leave him in there or mm-hmm. do I take him out and play with him? And... Uh, I think with me, it always ends up being the second it's... one. It's just a matter of time. I'll, I will try and keep the box as, you know, intact as I can while still taking them out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with that. And it, uh, it he really does look good. And also... Uh... You got your. Uh, you did get other stuff, I think. As yes, well, I, I did get other stuff. I got a bunch of Playmates, uh, like TNG uh, figures, where mm-hmm. um, I actually bought ones I already had because I just forget which ones I have sometimes. Um, it happens. Uh, I yeah, so I got a, a second Geordie, just exactly the same as one I've already got. Um, mm-hmm. I got an uh, old Riker, grey Riker. Yeah. Um, who else did I? Oh, yeah, I got, like, uh, going on holiday Ben Sisko <laughs> in just, like, a, you know, his casual In gear. his civvies. Yeah, that's it. Um, oh, I can't remember who else I got. But, yeah, the most expensive thing I got all weekend is hidden somewhere i can't see it right now but it's on my christmas tree i've got an another official star trek deep space nine christmas decoration of uh, david and sven mm-hmm. um, and because they're such lovely blokes they gave me a bit of a discount but uh, 
it was somewhere it was somewhere between like 55 60 quid it, it was a lot of money but it is a um, lot. i did it for three reasons i got it for free, well four reasons reason one which was the one i just remembered last was was i was there to have a good time and and make a few purchases where i was going to say fuck it like this is for me mm-hmm. i've had a shitty year and a half um but also did it um for david and sven like because i love those guys and i you know want to make the effort to buy something like i'm gonna find something on their stall that i want to take home and also i know that david was um raising money for charity as well mm-hmm. um which for that reason i probably shouldn't have taken any discount <laughs> to be honest but hey ho yeah it didn't stop you no <laughs> but <laughs> but well no i mean 65 60 quid whatever it was like the, the original oh, it's a lot of money. It's, it's, it is a lot yeah um i can't see it right now so i can't really take it down for you but uh, but yeah i sent you a video of it mm-hmm. it's it's a very good um you know a, a, if you put your two hands together it's you, you, you know your average person size hands like that's how big it is mm-hmm. um the space station but um i didn't even realize until i got the box home and started opening it up that you can put batteries into it and uh, a couple of lights on there light up nice but then also it has a uh, like a little audio uh thing uh where it's mm-hmm. uh, it's ben cisco saying I can't remember what he says. Can you remember what he says when I sent you the video? Uh, I can't off the top of my head. I'll uh, I'll find out another I'll... time and tell. Well, uh, well, in fact, I'll show people another time. Yeah, I can't be bothered right now because it's so well hidden on my tree. Because I I've kind of tucked it in a little bit. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. We're talking. About... I can't really think of anything else that I bought that's that stands out. There was a few things that. I thought about buying and didn't like there was a uh, David and Sven also had a um a teddy bear that I nearly bought for 30 35 quid where it was a yeah. Ferengi teddy bear which I think they'd picked up from the uh well they might have not picked it up themselves but it came from the Las Vegas experience. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of regret not getting that to be honest. That that would have been a good purchase, but um, Sven said, you know, check back with David, like because he tries to hunt these things down, uh, you know, so he can resell them. Yeah. Uh, what else did I not pick up? I can't. I can't remember now. But yeah, it was all sorts of cool things that we saw that day. Yeah. Oh no, definitely, definitely. The uh, the museum there was tiny. Yes, it was. It was very small, like, uh, yeah, just very small from the outside, very small from mm-hmm. the inside, and uh, like, I, I didn't Not get to... too much going on. No, there wasn't, and, you know, it wasn't very well, uh, what's the word, signpost, not signposted, labelled. Like some things, yeah. it would tell you what it is, and then well, some... you didn't even know. Oh, oh, yeah, no. I mean, uh, well, for both. The actual thing itself, both things, yeah. You never, you never even realised where it was. No, I didn't uh, for a while. 
I was like, oh, but, that's it there. That little bit there. Yeah. And inside, Jude's right, a lot of, they had a whole bunch of uniforms without any sort of labelage telling you what it was. Yeah. So it, it, is, it is crazy that it's like, okay, then that's a uniform. It's a marquee, but it could be anyone. Yeah. Yeah, it was a shame. Uh, again, we're just going to go back to things we've said earlier on, but I don't know why you wouldn't make that extra little bit of effort. Mm-hmm. It, it's not it, the stuff we were talking about earlier on, you know, just buying better chairs, like having a better backdrop, all that sort of stuff. But this thing, it's like literally just print out a little thing, just telling people what it is. That's all we're asking. It's it's not rocket science. No, really not. It's really, really not. And it's, it's crazy that they can't just figure these little things out. In fact, this year, I think it literally was, it was just some outfits, wasn't it? I mean, I'm I'm very, I am impressed by that. Don't get me wrong. You know, obviously mm-hmm. I'm impressed that uh, we're seeing the real thing, but uh, there was nothing else it going on It was some outfits. Yeah. Uh, other than the... Um, artist. Uh, artist oh, who was Visual effects artist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of maybe regret not um, looking into a bit more about that guy. What what he what he did in the past, what mm-hmm. his history was. I feel a tiny bit of guilt about that. If if I'd had more time before and more time at the event, that's something I think I might have done. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, definitely skimmed over that because we were winding down at that point. In fact. Yeah. We're winding down that, but we were winding up, getting ready for uh, Back to the Future, the musical. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Like, I, d- uh, I don't want to bore non-Back to the Future fans on here too much. Because I realize... And also, we're now getting towards the two-hour mark of the uh, podcast. Yes, well. that's true. Yeah, and it is late now, very late. But I will just say that it was bloody good. It was amazing. I, I thought going into it, like I, I was looking forward to it for weeks, but I was thinking like, oh, this might be a bit cheesy, a bit dodgy. I love Back to the Future, but never been to the musical. I might come out going like, oh, yeah. You know, just thinking and saying the same thing on the way out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I love Back to the Future, but yeah, musicals are a bit dodgy. But um, to sum it up, I'd just say like a couple of songs in, I was like, yeah, it's quite good. Three songs in, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. this really is good, actually. And then, like, four songs in, I was just like, this is fucking excellent. I love this. <laughs> I really love this now. And then by the end of the show, the second half, I was just like, that was bloody brilliant. I can't believe how much I like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so much better than I'd imagined. Uh, and that was partly down to, like, the uh, special effects so many special effects I, I didn't expect to be seeing in a musical. And the musical mm-hmm. element of it as well, like, I, I just thought was spot on. All the main characters were brilliant. All the supporting actors and dancers were just really great. Like, they I, were. I can't... The only thing that I did sort of criticise at the time, which is not a big deal, is I didn't realise until I got back to the hotel that we'd been watching two stand-ins or or whatever you call them uh understudies that understudies night. yeah so it was both biff and marty were the understudies and for me mm-hmm. i'd see i've seen 
the the guy who's usually playing Marty on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And I think our Marty was better. It was fantastic. He, yeah. he looked a lot more like Marty. He did, and I think that really helped, to be honest. But he looked younger, smaller. He just fit the role, I think, better than the, than yeah. the usual guy, what you'll see if you go on YouTube. And it's weird, because he normally plays Dave. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't imagine him as Dave. No, no, he seems wasted on Dave, doesn't he? Yeah. He definitely was Marty. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, and the Biff understudy, he did do a great job. Don't get me wrong, he did do a great job the Biff understudy, but he uh he just didn't look the part to me. And that kind of stood mm-hmm. out that I wanted him to be taller, like meaner or fatter or whatever than he was. And then when you look in the uh, in the program and you see who usually plays Biff, you're like, "Okay, yeah, they've got the right guy." You know, uh, visually, yeah. at least. I mean, I can't comment on the the other guys singing and dancing and acting, but uh, he he did a good job. It's just like that the the Marty was having to like do certain moves to make himself look smaller than Biff, even though he wasn't. They were actually the same height, you know. Yeah. So that it just made little moments like that awkward. But other than that, I think it was fantastic. It really was. It, it really, and Doc was amazing. Oh, Doc was brilliant. You can see that like he's been doing that show for months and he just hones his craft every night, probably changes little things, you know, to mm-hmm. get bigger laughs every night. Oh, they love that. The next the next night they're gonna love this even more and it was hilarious. And also just the sets, the visual effects, all of it is just amazing how they brought it to life. Yeah, and and I'm going to go back. I am going to go back. I I I've not made any solid plans, but I intend to take like my family, like Sarah and Cisco, and I'll take uh, uh, my mum and dad as well, like all at the same time. I don't mean for two more trips, but uh, I think it was that good. I'd I'd gladly watch it again and, and share it with other people. Definitely. Definitely. I would like to go back, but uh, the kids have no interest in going. I did ask. You say that, though. But I think if you I know, I know that they would them, enjoy it. Yeah. Even if they went yeah, there, going, I, like, I don't like Back to the Future, Dad. Stop asking me. Stop telling me to like it. I think if they actually got there and saw it, they'd be like, wow, that was really good, Dad. You know, like. I know. Oh, I think they would. It's just uh, that that is a big ask to drag everyone on the amount of money it would take to buy five tickets. It so. d- it depends when you go. Like if you basically let them all bunk off school, you mm-hmm. you could go for as low as nineteen pounds each, which I guess that's still a lot, isn't it? That's still fuck me. That's no, but that's a lot. Better, aren't it? Nineteen yeah. quid each ain't bad at all. Yeah, because they, they they do daytime shows, you see. So if you go at like one o'clock and you go on a Thursday or something, like yeah, you'll mm-hmm. get you'll get in for a much better price. Oh no, that is that is pretty reasonable. Oh, and uh, but... just to tie it back, just for those people who judge us for all this non Star Trek talk, there was a uh, a couple of Star Trek references in t- in the Back to the Future show, strangely, and it wasn't about the planet yeah. Vulcan either. No, it's just like, oh, <laughs> that's a coincidence. We've just been doing a whole Star Trek. Yeah, day. it's weird. They just tied it into the songs. 
Yeah. Oh no, definitely. Uh, it, it was it was a really really good show. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Agreed. Though, give yourself plenty of time to find parking nearby. Oh god, because yes. The roads are a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it is, it's central London though, isn't it? And I got fined weeks and, later as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, because they don't tell you that, you know, like, oh, you need to pay a charge. It's not like other places in the country where you actually go through a toll. You actually have to give money or use your card. Oh, had you gone through the congestion charge? Yeah. See, that's the thing. I I didn't even realise that uh, sat, uh, that the weekends were now under the congestion charge until I overheard somebody talking about it in the theatre. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit, I need to pay the congestion charge. I, I know, and I helped you do it, but I didn't even think about it for myself. I didn't even think, like, oh, have I You didn't even realise that you had drove through it. Yeah. yeah. And then I got, you know, three weeks later or whatever it is, like, I get a letter saying, like, oh, you owe us all this money. It's like, what? But, yeah, uh, fucking London. <laughs> bastards. Oh, okay. But overall, as much as... We, I have criticisms. I have a lot of criticisms about certain things about we're back the event. on DST now. Yeah. Yes. The thing we're supposed to be talking. I really, about. I really enjoyed DST. Yes. I really I, enjoyed the day. I had a really great day. I really enjoyed myself, and I think, you, you know, a lot of that is thanks to to friends, um, yeah. and, and other human beings. You know, meeting people and stuff. But I would say that some of it. Some of my good time is thanks to Showmasters, and some of it was in spite of Showmasters, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, um, I'd said it, we'd both said it in weeks and days leading up to it, like, nothing's going to spoil our good time. You know, we've been locked up in our houses for so long, like, any bad stuff, which there was stuff that we've brought up tonight, there's probably more that we forgot as well. But, Mm -hmm. um, you just turned, we turned all the negatives into positives. And I think uh, a lot of other people that weekend probably did the same thing. I'm sure there's probably still some quite angry, upset people, like, especially, I can't talk, especially the ones that have spent like hundreds or even thousands of pounds on these special tickets, Admiral tickets and packages, what, mm-hmm. whatever. And for them, I, f- I feel bad. Uh, I hope they do feel like they got their money's worth, but I know there's going to be some out there that didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think a lot yeah. of people must have felt like we did, where it's like we're not going to have our good time spoiled by minor details that you can't change. But I, but I think a lot of that is because going in, that was our expectation. Yeah. We was already in that mindset for it. Yeah, it's kind of ready for like 80% of the guests to cancel and this thing mm-hmm. and that thing not being up to standard. But uh, but hey-ho, you know, there's going to be Star Trek stuff to buy. There's going to be Star Trek fans to talk to. And yeah, yeah we'll make the most of no, it. No, definitely. That's what we did. Between all of the... It, what made it for me was all of the guests... And uh, it was uh, yourself, Simon and Jamie, that uh, really highlighted the event for us. Yeah, I mean, I've been to, I, I feel like I've been to at least four of the Destination Star Treks now, and, and that was definitely mm-hmm. one of the best for me. 
Yeah. Yeah, same here. Same here. So if you guys went on different days or missed us or whatever, let us know what your thoughts were on uh, DSC and whether you uh, yeah, intend yeah. to maybe I'd definitely go like to next hear year. I, I, you know, I, as I said, I did a sort of bit of research on the Friday and the Saturday while I was there to see what people were saying and thinking, but I don't really go on social media much or, or at all mm-hmm. <laughs> these days. So I don't really know what people are thinking. So yeah, it'd be nice to, to hear from some of the li- listeners. Yeah, no, definitely. It will do. Uh, so we better wrap up there yeah. as it's uh, now uh, getting late here. And uh, for you guys, it's been a long pod. So, but thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll be back again next week, hopefully. Uh, so my name's been, we- my, <laughs> my name hasn't been, it's been so long. Yeah. I've been Wayne Emery. I've been John Billingsley, and that's Trek, mate. This is Captain Catherine Janeway of the Federation Starship Voyager. What is the nature of your emergency? Janeway was a captain from the Federation Chasing folks in the Badlands Janeway got her ship clear into the Delta Quadrant In the caretaker's hands Get back, get back Get back to the Alpha Quadrant Get back Report. We're experiencing power fluctuations on deck six, Captain. Mr. Tuvok is investigating. Keep me informed. Trying to get you back. Gotta be getting back home, Jay.
You've been listening to the Trekmate Podcast. Would you like to get a hold of us? Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.